and welcome to Wrestling and today we are talking about wrestling and age. Right, Justin? We are talking about wrestling and age. As in, As in how, how old, old are you? Yes. Part of that? you don't have to answer it. We you just keep. We do the math. Yeah, yeah. We we already far. know how old you are. Uh, that yeah. we get those demographics on on the uh, podcast app. So yeah. p- part of what makes wrestling so entertaining is that it's a sport that, if done safely, right, uh, many people yeah. can do it into their forties, fifties, and even though it's dangerous, as long as you're entertaining, you can keep going and going. As people like say Ric Flair. Tatsuji Fujinami have have shown us. On the young side, usually is wrestling is done kind of in the late teens and early twenties. But people definitely definitely come from that like younger demographic and just totally rip it up. And another interesting thing I think about wrestling and age is that wrestling seems to take a long time to generally get good at. It takes people a while to get good at. So, with that being said, let's hand it over to Mister At in ring art on instagram and twitter justin how's it going in uh socal justin uh not too bad today actually uh spent a little time in little tokyo on this saturday as we record the show um it's funny you mentioned wrestling in age because wrestling um i guess we're calling it a sport here athletic um sport show Athletic performance, right? Um, Athletic performance, for sure. It's rare that in a sport that you can kind of hit your peak in your early to mid-30s. And that's what happens in professional wrestling. And not only with performance, but also appearance, I think. Um, You see wrestlers take on basically their peak form of their their, uh, physical appearance also in their 30s in performance. And it, that's what just makes it a very interesting sport is when you're 22, 23 years old, um, you might be, you know, maybe peak level of conditioning and shape or whatever. But then when you hit your mid 30s, that's when you put it all together. Um, it's just a real interesting thing. And you're right. As long as you take care of yourself or maybe you're just super, super lucky, uh, you can be working well into your, um, you know, late 40s early 50s um as we see with a lot of wrestlers today like chris jericho i like um, how we still put a limit on it though we're like into your uh 50s uh, well i'm just saying i mean yeah there's some true. guys that it's are true that are you know coming out there pco um, yeah that's another guy that's probably in his probably his late 50s right um, yeah out there and you know not doing too bad to be honest um but uh yeah it's just it's just a rare form of just you know when you think of athletic performance to hit your peak as a wrestler in that early 30s uh to your mid 30s that's rare of any kind of you know profession that requires athletic ability yeah the only thing i can compare it to well i'm sure there's lots of stuff but a lot of elite athletes in sports usually can go a while specifically i'm thinking like elite quarterbacks usually do peak in their 30s right but that's like a very specific i wouldn't say they necessarily peak in their 30s they just keep Um, going they're just able to keep going because how do you put this quarterback you need to have a strong arm a good mind and usually those are the things that 
if you start to you you start to lose your legs a little bit, start to you know you can still throw the ball and your mind's working. You can survive a lot longer if you're mm. a running back where you have to run and take you know, the biggest hit. Yeah, basically, right? It, you know, you lose your speed. You're done. Where a quarterbacks like legitimately try not to take bumps in the field. Well, yeah. Well, so does everyone else. But a quarterback has a little more of a you know a running back's got to go head to head and boom, 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 take a lot of abuse. And don't say quarterbacks uh, don't. But if you lose your speed as a running back, you're done. Or if you lose, but if you're a quarterback, you lose your speed. As long as you can throw the ball and your mind is sharp. Um, with your decisions and stuff, you can play a lot longer. So, same with like a pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. A pitcher doesn't have to run bases; they just have to sit there, and their arms got to work. So, yeah, they barely have why, to bat well at all. Yeah, that's why you know, on rare occasions, you'll have pitchers pitch into their forties and still be effective. Um, but there's always kind of a tipping off point, um, you know, that comes. But uh, yeah. You know, I think it's just you can compare it to that. But imagine if, you know, a pitcher fell on their back, you know, 270 <laughs> days a year. Know, for it, That's what makes it incredible. Um, uh, obviously, yeah. professional wrestlers probably maintain muscles like anyone else. And maybe that's what helps is, uh, you know, they're just stronger and they're they used to pain. I think a tolerance from pain is what helps them keep going, too. Um, yeah, well, they just get used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's definitely that. You know what is very interesting though is that in actual combat sports, there are a lot of guys that can do very well in their mid 30s and early 40s. Um, it's not everyone, obviously, and I don't know when people peak in combat sports in general. But you have guys like Evander Holyfield, right? Or some of the heavyweights in UFC that have, you know, become dominant even in their older age. And uh, look at Daniel Cormier, right? Guy who's awesome, like, into a little bit older. So, um, interesting comparison there. Um, but, again, you know, re- wrestling, it's its a very unique, unique thing. Um, yeah, so. and look at Stu Hart still torturing those people in the dungeon at his age, too. Jeez, so. yeah, seriously, I bet you it hurts, too. So, but, you know, before we get too deep into the subject at hand, I first wanted to mention um, Mr. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, who passed away recently. Um, yeah. Why don't you talk about uh, what we already know, what happened? Um, well, I mean, uh, for people that, well... I mean, we all know he passed away earlier this week. Um, he fell and broke his hip, it's, you know, uh, recently, and he had to go in and get surgery, and there was some complications, which led to some blood clots, which led to some heart attacks, and, you know, he was put on life support, and unfortunately, um, he wasn't able to kick out, and uh, it really sucks, because I don't know about you, but... You know, growing up, he was one of my favorites, you know. He, he was one of my favorites, definitely. Yeah. And he was, as someone who, like, doesn't necessarily have a great memory of liking wrestling as a kid, I definitely remember him, dude. Yeah, I mean, Razor Ramon, right? And uh, even, you know, when I became a little smarter realizing that he was big Scott Hall back in AWA, had the big mustache and was mm-hmm. a tag team with uh, Kurt Henning and... um you know, of course, honestly, like, 
one of he's been involved in arguably one of probably the top five moments in wrestling history. Well, um, with well, def- Hogan being the third man and uh, him and Nash leaving WWF uh, for WCW and what was it ninety six? Yeah, was changed the 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 business forever. Well, if you're talking about money making and you know yeah. popularity grabbing i i you might say contract. it's number one you might say it's yeah. number one because and i'm talking as far as like merch and all that stuff too because that was one of the events if not the event that sparked off the most popular era in wrestling that, that there may ever be so yeah i mean when i think of moments in pro wrestling history you you, you the top of my head is you know, Hogan slamming Andre at WrestleMania three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Shawn Michaels with the the super kick through the barbershop window. Um, Maybe uh, Austin winning King of the Ring. The three sixteen moment, yeah, yeah, could be up there. Um, and then of course the curtain call, <laughs> yeah, um, and that's Scott Hall's involvement. Um, them showing up on, on, uh, or, you know, Scott Hall showing up in the Canadian tuxedo minus the sleeves (laughs) for the first time in WCW. And then of course, you know, that bash of the beach, um, and then maybe Hogan and and the rock in WrestleMania 18 or something like that. Yeah. But you know, I'm just going to add, those are all huge moments for the Pudo fans there that, uh, he mentioned all American stuff. So I'm going to say Masawa beating Jumbo Tsuruda. In Budokan, also being a massive moment, but uh, sure. that drove huge okay. business. But uh, yes, yes, just talking about us as kids. Me, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, well, I, here, I was yeah. watching Masawa when I was nine, so no, I, I really wasn't. But uh, no, I, I agree with you. Um, so one of these guys that has a huge, huge catalyst in popularity of wrestling. But besides all that, you know, I'm going to tell you, I shouldn't be surprised um, because. You know, he's Razor Ramon, he's Scott Hall, but I'm almost surprised at how huge the reception has been and how much people really love the guy. And again, I shouldn't be surprised, but as far as wrestling um, people passing away, this was a huge one. And and you see it on Twitter for, for a week or more, you know. So so much love directed at Scott Hall. So many. So are you saying is your surprise come from him passing away or from the reception? From the from of, the response from the really? response because yeah I, I mean I knew he was popular and stuff but I, I kind of always thought in my head like yeah he was an awesome wrestler did the NWO thing but he was always overshadowed by other people but um you know I I, I was actually really thought it was awesome what. You know, it's terrible that he died, first of all. There's no... There's yeah. no but the way the um, community has really celebrated his life is very beautiful. Oh, it's been great. And I, I, I for one, am not surprised because I always knew he was... I mean, he was one of the most... And then I think also later on, he was acknowledged as being one of the great minds. Yeah, they called um, him really sharp. He was like considered him real sharp as far as uh, you know stuff in the ring goes and planning out matches. Yeah, and I thought I always thought he was really good in the ring too. Definitely, um, yeah, he he was he was really good in the ring, and uh, I mean, I, I I'm gonna tell you this. I think his from being a kid, his finisher was one of the mo- most brutal and dangerous. Oh yeah, and it does take a little bit of skill for someone to take it you can't just give it to anyone and i think 
he also knew how to take care of people with it. But, um, you know, at the same time, we also have heard uh, whenever there's the conversation of who is the greatest pro wrestler to not hold a heavyweight world championship, mm. he's always at the top of the list. Yeah, and that 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 totally makes sense. Um, um, and he was one guy that just had so much machismo, right, as he called it, charisma, that he, he, maybe he, he didn't he, need it, you know? Yeah. And he learned, you know, uh, I heard uh, Alvarez saying this. It's like a lot of people say, oh, you're born with charisma. And um, Scott Hall seemed like someone who actually did learn the charisma side of things, or at least he was given a character where he could show his charisma because – um, Meltzer was saying that in the 80s he was good, but you know, he wasn't someone you looked at as be making money. But once he turned into Razor Ramon, it really, I guess Naito was similar, right? Where Naito kind of was like, ah, that's okay, but it's kind of boring. And then he changed, and all of a sudden he's like the coolest fucking guy on the planet. Yeah, and you know, it's funny though because Naito is one of those guys you hear he's very reserved and shy, mm-hmm. uh, you know. In cafe, I mean, in in real life, but you have a character that's just, you know, obviously, I don't really think he's known for, uh, you know, being. I mean, he is charismatic, but he's not exactly a loudmouth or anything. He's, you know, kind of reserved and you know, tranquilo, like he yeah, says. Yeah, and, and that's he still that's exudes the charisma. charisma. Yeah. yeah, it's that in ring and his cockiness in ring right. and the whole you know, stay chill, everything's cool. He's the coolest guy in the room. You know what I mean? Right. And that's right. really what uh, kind of what Razor Man. And I don't. I had a friend tell me yesterday. I don't like when uh, people compare Japanese wrestlers to American wrestlers. They just are who they are. And and so yes, yes, Scott Hall and. Uh, Naito, very different wrestlers, but they're both great in their own way. And I'm just looking to, to, to uh, right. you know, they, maybe they younger both, fans that don't know, didn't watch Scott Hall. That helps they, them they both, Yeah, they both had a swagger to them. Oh, yeah. A, a similar swagger. Like when Naito walks in for an entrance, the presence and the and the cockiness, you don't. they don't need to say anything. You know, Naito just walks in and has that kind of gleam and that grimace and that mm-hmm. smirk. And then Razor Ramon came in with his little sidewalk and messing with the yeah. hair and then flicking the flicking toothpick. the toothpick, pick toothpick, toothpick. No words, no words were said, you know. Yeah, um, and you just automatically knew right away that oh, these guys are cool. Now um, I, I want to add real quick. Um, Jim Johnston gets a huge shout out, and I haven't heard enough people talk about this. Fucking awesome music for Razor Ramon. You had the stinger oh, with yeah. the car swerving. And then just that, like, hard-driving, hard-driving, yeah. pounding beat. It was... And then when the synths hit, oh, my God, that song is awesome, dude. One of my favorite themes. I used to actually listen to it on the Game Boy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, another real cool part of of uh, of him. He so. had a great theme song. And... Uh, he had the purple and the gold and the razors. Just had great gear too. I loved how he mixed it up too. He did the green. He had the purple. He did the black yeah. and gold. And another cool part of him, you know, is he, dude, he, he was so fucking cool, man. Um, but yeah. you know, it was a life marked short, but most likely by a, a drug abuse and yeah. um, tra- trauma. Um, obviously, with the trauma that he experienced in the eighties. That that very well could have led to his yeah. abuse. Yeah, I, I think he basically witnessed a murder, right? Or he had to murder somebody, and it was self defense. He killed somebody in self defense. Well, remember, like murder is right? a legal term. So right. I'm he, sorry. He did Killed. kill somebody in 
Yeah. Self-defense. It, it was actually not ruled self-defense. Well, no, it was thrown out. I believe it was thrown out. So, like, they just couldn't find evidence to say anything, which is kind of weird. I, I think that's the case. But, uh, yeah. Right. So he I, Whatever up- it was, he had a traumatic thing happen to him as an adult that might have played that. But I think also Bret Hart explained in his, you know, he, he put out a statement kind of thing. And he basically said, like, hey, you know, these are, I, I'm paraphrasing, but it was just mm-hmm. basically, you know, when we worked 300 days a year, that's just wasn't right for us. This, look, yeah. this, these are the effects of um, wrestlers working these schedules and what's happening to, to, you know, what they become dependent on, you know, things to make them feel better uh, instead of healing. Um, no, I, and, I, I, t- I totally agree with you. And actually, um, I do, I do really recommend uh, people go listen to. We did an episode called "Wrestling and Addiction," and yeah. we talked about Scott Hall. Is it you know? We talked about it right soon before he yeah. passed away. Yeah, and we talked about him in detail, and we talked about what that, how that lifestyle led to uh, to the choices that were made. Um, so I, it, you know, it, if you guys are interested in that, definitely um, give that a listen because. You know, we care about these things, and that's kind of why we're doing this show and bringing up some of the issues that, you know, we're just fans that are interested in this whole world, and sadly, that is a part of wrestling. And, um, you know, just to kind of tie this back to what, you know, our one of our preferred, uh, you know, companies to watch is New Japan. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi did some very beautiful tributes to Scott Hall. And why don't you talk about the history of that real quick? Yeah, so in 2001, you had, uh, I don't think he was, was he, was he even a young boy? Or he was, he was post-young boy 2001 Yeah, because I don't know how it really worked back then. He, he yeah, might have been. I, I, I've heard he was in the business for like a year or two at the okay. time. Tanahashi, because Tanahashi's probably four or five years older than me. So he was probably in his mid, early 20s, mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Um Scott Hall was, you know, he had a pretty decent history with New Japan, and he was there in 2001, a very young Tanahashi. Um, I guess, you know, Scott Hall took a liking to him and, you know, basically kind of had the idea to, he was there for a match with uh, um, Muda or something, mm-hmm. building up to it, and, um, you know, he basically recreated how he lost to the one, two, three kid, AKA Sean Waltman, AKA X-Pac. Um, but he did it with a wow. young Hiroshi Tanahashi. He put him over big, huh? He, yeah. Well, I mean, you watch the match, it's on YouTube and it's been everywhere. Um, just take a look if no one's taken it down yet. But, um, I don't know, like five and a half, six minute match where he's just basically, you know, it's a squash match for lack of a better term. And, uh, he he gives uh uh you know Hiroshi Tanahashi the uh well, I guess it was called the Outsider's Edge or whatever yeah, they were gonna call they it the at the time. Edge. The Razor's Edge. And um he instead of going to for the pin, he picks up the microphone and you know, tells uh, hey, you know, Keiji Muda, if you're gonna get in the ring with me, this is what's gonna happen to you. And as he's saying that, uh you know, Tanahashi rolls him up in the schoolboy one, two, three. Wow, and um, that that is so fun, man. That is just and, so fun. And the story was is that 
anyone that he was talking to, uh, Scott Hall at that time was telling everyone that this kid's money, this kid's money. And, um, not only did Tanahashi come out earlier this week in the New Japan Cup, uh, came out with the kind of the sideways arms out walk. He did. He did it. Yeah, toothpick. And he did the toothpick thing. But afterwards, he gave a, uh, his promo. If you haven't seen, I highly suggest checking out. Okay. He he said, uh, you know, there was once a foreign wrestler that told me I was going to be great, and um, you know, he, you have no idea how much that meant to me. Mm. And you know, he said I just didn't want to let him down or something to that effect. He said afterwards. Which is kind of weird because he lost, but... Um, no, but I mean, he just said in general, you know... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, in life, in life I remember stuff. this time that this foreign wrestler came over here and told me that I was going to be great, and he has no idea how much that meant to me, um, and I've used that as motivation my whole career, and, you know, that's that beautiful. kind of thing. That's absolutely yeah. beautiful, and just to, seeing seeing that how this really and i didn't even know we hadn't seen that match before this last week right i honestly didn't even know it existed um and and seeing that it come full circle and like that uh you know scott hall was in japan and all that stuff it's just really beautiful and um he takes a he takes a big influence i think tanahashi from that 90s attitude era at the age he is yeah he probably was really into that stuff with you know bret hart steve austin sean michaels probably definitely see that you see that in in his style that those are huge influences on him and um yeah didn't even know really know about that history um and you know i i guess you know scott hall was in a lot of new japan stuff in the 90s because they had that whole nwo japan kind Mm. of thing going on so he had to pass in and out of there at times but um yeah that i guess that kind of fits into a previous episode of wrestling and addiction um and that also kind of falls into wrestling and age because uh you know he's another guy that kind of hit his peak in the Mm mid-30s um you know early to mid 30s and, and i'm just gonna say the guy was fucking good looking in his prime too i mean jesus like he was huge right like but not like not fat at all he what, was what's muscled. also interesting about him too i've heard this talked about other places too is i didn't know about it as a 12 10 12 13 year old kid watching razor ramon that he was basically Al Pacino and Scarface. oh yeah yeah i, I think i knew that a while ago because I, I mean i just I kind of got the vibe. I didn't know. know I, I didn't know what the movie Scarface was when I was ten years old. Are you? Kidding I didn't me? know it as a kid. Okay, <laughs> right. I didn't know it. But as when a kid, you but were I knew 18, it... 19 years old, when you first saw Scarface or in high school, this was Razor Ramon didn't exist anymore, and you're like, oh my god, that's freaking Razor Ramon. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of hits you later that you know Scarface became more iconic. I think. Scarface didn't really become like this kind of cult movie until probably what the late nineties, early zeros, where it yeah. was like kind of in pop culture. Posters in dorm rooms. Like. And that was long after Razor Ramon was done. So it's just kinda of interesting how how that was and the whole story of the character and he did it great. And when I was a kid I thought Razor Ramon was from Cuba. Like I didn't know he was some white dude named Scott Hall, <laughs> you know. So anyway, just long story short condolences to the family and friends absolutely you know he meant a lot to us too and he was one of my favorites growing up and unforgettable character and you know it's unfortunate that 
you know, it had to happen this way. But um, and, and who knows, know. man? We 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 always uh, there's always a chance that we're gonna do an episode on him because he definitely deserves it. So um, maybe we'll have more definitely. to say on all this. But um, he'll Scott- definitely be mentioned. He's part of a lot of big moments in wrestling, and yeah. and uh, we'll definitely talk about him again. Yeah, yeah, great, great. He'll live on forever with that in regards to that. Yeah. De- definitely i absolutely agree um yeah good 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 words good words from in-ring art justin um so yeah today we're talking about wrestling and age now it's one of those generic topics like when we say wrestling and sex but i like these topics a lot because it gives us room to talk about all sorts of stuff you know what i mean yeah definitely and wrestling and age is just interesting too because we just talked about how um, you know, wrestlers don't hit their, you know, uh, peaks until most of us are going through what they call a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, I'm looking at my body and I'm like, oh, I'm deteriorating and wrestlers are just getting better at this age. Um, so Isn't that crazy? We're, we'll take this, we'll take this um, kind of in, uh, we'll take it in order from, from youth to being uh you know an octogenarian or something like that elderly and we'll start out as wrestling as a kid now you usually don't wrestle as a kid right i mean that's kind of like you you got we've already talked the kenny omega thing to death right there was her right and you do have some kids that start early but i think you know it's not like football like because of the uh the fact that you have to cooperate and slam people and stuff, uh, wrestling is definitely not a children's sport well, at all. I, I think we're talking about like collegiate wrestling and you know that kind of stuff, not just what my two kids do in the living room and or in their bedroom, <laughs> like beating each other or whatever. But I mean, you're never stuff, gonna pay to watch like two no, eight-year-olders. I, mean, I don't uh, know do fake wrestling. What are the first? When I think of just kids wrestling and professionals, what are the first? What is the first? people that come to your mind because i'll tell you what what they are for me just the kenny omega one uh i just kind of think of the hardy boys okay well that's like teenagers though right but those are kids right i mean they were 14 13 years old having backyard wrestling events and people allegedly were showing up and going i don't know if they were paying maybe they were well, well, let, let's use that to take a jump up then too that's a professional rest when that that's what makes you a professional is when people are paying you money to perform right yeah so you know um i just think of matt and jeff hardy lying about their age <laughs> and mm. uh you know working house shows and stuff for wwe um you well, know that with youth that's as about as young as you can get being you know, in a ring professionally. Well, like I said, let, let's move on to wrestling as a teenager. Like you said, a, this this is when some people start um, wrestling usually as a teenager, and uh, you have your backyard, you know, your backyard res- trampoline wrestling federations, right? Your Brian Alvarez and your Hardy Boys, but also you do have the Joshi thing, right? Um, yeah, and you even have Kazushiko Okada, Kazuchiko Okada going to Mexico at 14 instead of going to high school wow. to wrestle. So I think what we're talking about with children, it's tr- they begin training to wrestle, right? Yeah, yeah. They begin they begin training like as a teenager and like obviously if you're a huge fan, you're going to start learning how to play around and do certain things and throw a worked punch, you know, at least try your best and probably play on a trampoline and stuff like that so 
Um, as a teenager, another name that comes to my mind is like this uh, Wayne, Nick Wayne. You, Nick Wayne is the him? current yeah. one, yeah. Um, I think he's he gets dates for GCW. Um, I even heard recently that, I don't know if GCW is running in New York or something, and they found out what his age really was, and that didn't work out, like, because you have to be a certain age to, mm-hmm. I think New York is one of those states still where you have to get, like, a license to be a wrestler. Well, remember, like, re- remember when New Japan ran a show there, and they couldn't get an ambulance, and so they couldn't run the show for, like, I know that's right. different from what you're saying, but, like, the regulations are stricter. I think that was some type of sabotage, by the way. That's a whole Ow. other podcast. No, I heard there was some kind of competing show that, um, anyways, I don't, I, I, someone was explaining it one day. I remember Bro, Rocky it's New Romero Japan. Um, long story short, um, you know, some states still require wrestlers to have some kind of athletic commission license Mm. and you have to be 18 to have one in New York or something to that effect. And, you know, if you don't have that, then you can't perform. So, um, yeah, yeah. Nick Wayne is 16. I believe he signed a contract with, was it GCW or something? It was with AEW, bro. Was it AEW signed yeah. Nick Wayne? Okay, yeah. well, there you go. And by That's the way, Nick young. Wayne is not 16, bro. He How old is, is he? Hang on. Okay, so he's not 18 yet, so he's pretty close. Okay, so uh, he's probably AEW, 17. His AEW contract will not begin until he turns 18. So There you go. So he got pre... He, like, committed to, like, it's a college. Yeah, I... To, I, to AEW. Honestly, I think that, um... Excuse me. I do think that... You, if you're gonna start wrestling, I do think that doing it as a little child is not okay. I think you need to hit puberty and be a little bit past that. And I think 16, maybe 15, is probably the best age if you're a hardcore fan and you want to want to start training. That's training. Pro- yeah, training. Yeah. You're gonna learn how to run the ropes and take bumps, right? Well, that's so. the thing. I think with pro wrestling, especially if you you know do it in New Japan dojo. You're not having a quote unquote match for a good couple of years. Yeah. Well, at um, least at least know, a year, I think. There's a lot of build up. So to, mm-hmm. to when you're actually having a competitive I don't know if competitive match, but just an actual match. I mean, there's just a that's probably the if you're you start playing baseball, oh, you're playing T ball, you're playing a game, you know, you've never done anything but you're playing a game. Football, you're gonna play you know what I mean? There's a you're on the field pretty quickly in most professions. Um, but and it's funny because professional e- wrestling e- even, takes a lot more. Even in a performative, a performative sport like say dancing, you can do that at six years old. But the different huge difference here is just the danger and having to protect yourself and learning yeah. that and ha- and protecting someone else. And yep. until your body is. You know, you get to the point where you start having good control over your body, which usually you start getting and, as a teenager, right? And other people's body. And other uh, people's well. bodies. Yeah, like, yeah. usually as a teen, you you do start getting that control where you can start doing cool athletic stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, unlike dancing where, you know, you're not going to see the kid dancers catching people, right? Like, you, they don't well, do that I mean, as a sometimes kid. sometimes a little bit. I mean, you have cheerleaders and stuff, and then you do have some kind of complex things. But, yeah, you're not you know throwing someone and hoping they tuck their chin or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I know? don't even think with the cheerleaders that they do the throws until they're teenagers, honestly. I don't think they do yeah. those type of acrobatic maneuvers um which is a whole other thing cuz I've heard it's it has the most critical injuries out of all sports. 
catastrophic yeah catastrophic injuries out of all sports yeah maybe. but um um so so yeah that that's kind of as a teenager there are up and comers and that's usually when you're going to start training now when we get into the 20s that's when we start seeing serious skill in wrestlers yeah definitely and i think it's where maybe they like most humans maybe peak physically um and um they haven't figured out the whole mental side of it though but that's maybe when they're their most athletic and that's probably when they work the hardest not necessarily the smartest yeah and depending on your you know uh uh, the, you know, the way your body looks, you don't always look your most, like, intimidating or strongest. Yeah, totally. You 20s. look at Jungle Boy, right? Yeah. Or you look at Will Ospreay from four years ago. Or just look at, like, a young a young Shawn J- Michaels and Jay White. Bret Hart. Yeah. Or look at Bret Hart when he was in the Hart Foundation. Kind of that chubby face. And Shawn Michaels the same way when he was with the Rockers. Yeah, and or they're, like, Colin. real skinny and kind of, like, they, they look like kids, you know? Right, right, right. So it's either they're kind of still have the what you know, quote unquote, baby fat, um, but they're still in tremendous shape. But they're all of a sudden they hit their thirties. That's when all of a sudden, um, as long as they figure out how to, you, you know, see Nokata as a kid. I don't think so. Maybe. Oh, dude, he is so skinny, right? So skinny. Um, they you start know, to fill out more. Not yeah. not all people in their twenties are blessed like MJF is, right? Right, right, yeah. Right. So um, I think, and you know what. Another thing with wrestling, and we'll get into this about when we talk about the 30s, but like wrestling fans want to see wrestlers that have been around a while. And in wrestling, it it does take years to truly get to a super over status, unless we're talking, you know, yeah, you have like world class championship wrestling, you had that family. What were, the, what were the they called in Dallas, Texas? The uh, Van the Von uh, Erics. Von Erics. So yeah. yeah, you know, a little different era there. Those guys were in their twenties and super over. And and there is that story, right, of the the kid, the the kid that kicks everyone's ass. And that is a wrestling story that you can totally do, and it's a good story. But wrestling fans, they they want to see people who've been around, and they want to see people who look serious. So a lot of times, when you're in your early twenties and even the mid twenties. It's hard to get that hardcore respect because you still look like a kid. And I'm thinking like Daniel Garcia, great wrestler, right? Definitely a future ahead of him, but he still has that young look. And you know in 10 years it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Which is is funny because it's the complete opposite. So, for example, let's take LeBron James, right? Um, Yeah. You know, obviously in his 20s and just, you know, looked, you know, a lot younger than he does now. Um, Had a different kind of thinner frame. But mm-hmm. yeah, if if LeBron James was a professional wrestler, he'd probably just be in the middle of his peak because, you, you, you know, you look at the way his body looks, just more intimidating and, you know, uh, kind of tougher looking, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of applies. And I oh, think definitely. You, you, you also learn to work smarter. Um, oh, for cause sure. Because you're not taking as many risks. You're a little more under control. Um, obviously... When you're in athletic competition where you have to win, maybe you need to be a little out of control and and all that. But he's learned to work smarter, and I think it's one of the things where you 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 uh, obviously with cooperation from an opponent like you have in in wrestling, um, being smarter and older kind of helps you, you know, maneuver and, around that way. 
And, and let's be clear here. Wrestling is not about crazy moves or necessarily... These are all factors, but it's not about your body or necessarily even your look and you're not being scored. It is about being entertaining. And that skill of being entertaining, I think, is the the most difficult thing and why wrestling takes a long time to, to a lot of wrestlers take a while to get good again like yeah you have the rock and you have your mjfs but most wrestlers you know to be really entertaining that takes so much that's that's a deep concept you know you have to learn so much for that i guess it would be called psychology right yeah and i think also uh you know unlike with other sports you're not gonna face resistance on the other side so um you know i think a lot of athletes when they you know let's say baseball basketball football whatever Mm -hmm. hockey when they get older their mind knows exactly what they want to do um but their body isn't allowing them to do it anymore yeah um because they're facing resistance from the other side where in where in wrestling the other side is trying to make you look right better so therefore you're able to, you know, perform a lot better at, a, at an older age because you're you're not facing resistance, uh, you know? Yeah, yo, no, totally. I agree with that. So, you know, in the 20s, there are some wrestlers that do peak in their 20s. Um, and I don't have a list of names here. I just know it's true. I mean, there are guys that hit it off in their 20s and maybe they don't get pushed as much in other companies. It's possible. And again, in your late 20s, you start actually looking like more like an adult. So the 20s, in my eyes, the 20s is probably when there's the most change in a wrestler. I, and I wouldn't it, even would say you... looking more like an adult, but it's just like well, you looking get your more look like I'm out, sorry, you know? I'm sorry, that's not the right term. Looking more like I guess what a uh, mainstream professional wrestler looks like. Like right, I um, think that's when your look kind of you know fully comes together. And I think when you're talking about guys that have peaked in their 20s, usually um, Kerry Von you know, Erich, I guess would be one. well. There could be things that you know happen that you know whether you uh, you're, you're you don't take care of your body as well, or maybe you you know lose your hair or something like that that makes you um kind of lose the momentum that you build up so or you had a really bad injury or something to that effect or yeah you know accident or something yeah 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 so but uh would you agree with that though that 20s is probably the biggest uh, change change period for most wrestlers oh for sure yeah i mean you know because that's when they're probably getting the first amount of prominence and you're able to notice it and uh I think probably from that, you know, early to mid-20s to 30 is when you start to see the most, you know, probably what seems like even more, um, you know, maturity and appearance-wise is huge. Yeah. So uh, as far as current wrestlers in their 20s, um, I think there are so many great wrestlers. You got Kaito Kiyomiya from Noah, great wrestler who you saw wrestle Okada in that Mm -hmm. uh, tag match and and aew is chock full right we have Britt yeah. baker we got the four pillars right I, I i think that probably mjf is probably the most talented for the 20s as you far got as 20s. mjf sammy guevara um jungle boy and darby right and you know i think darby's probably almost 30 brie baker's probably about 30 mm-hmm. and but you have guys like mjf and jungle boy that aren't even in their mid-20s yet so um, yeah 
and you see a guy like Jungle Boy, who's probably going to fill out a little more, and not in a, you know, getting overweight way, but just his body's just going to fill out. Yeah. Um, and MJF, like we just talked about earlier, not everyone's him. Um, he looks like he's pretty filled out, and physically, you know, he looks like kind of at his peak appearance already at 24, yeah. 25 years old or whatever he is. And Sammy Guevara is another guy that has a very youthful face, but his he looks like he already has that body that you develop in that in the mid thirties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but he'll probably get even stronger. Um, and Darby is just going to be probably that thin for a while. <laughs> that's just his look. Well, he's a, he's a cruiserweight man. I mean, that's just how to describe yeah. him. He's got and that. He, and he's not he's not uh, you know he could probably get a little thicker like a Rey Mysterio older when he gets older, mm-hmm. but. Um, I don't think he's a guy that hits the weights. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, um, but, but, but that's not his thing. You know, I, as far as wrestlers in their twenties, uh, AEW does have a lot of great ones. I'm with Brian Pillman yeah. Jr. You yes. got um, you got um, Top Flight, right? Those guys are yeah really great. Um, and they actually they they have a vested interest in a lot of young talent. Hook, obviously, right? I mean, yeah. So another uh, guy that's probably gonna fill out pretty well too. Yeah, yeah. So, probably one of the better uh, promotions as far as the younger people. NXT 2.0, I'm going to say not so much. They have some good talent. Braun Breaker's incredible. Is he in his What's 20s? His age? I don't know. Uh, I'm finding that out right now. I Braun, would imagine so. Yeah. No, he, he is. He's 24. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Great. Yeah. Arguably, him and MJF already look like grown men out there. Yep. Uh, let me see. Is this guy in his twenties? I don't know. He is not. I was thinking of Ricky Starks. He's not in his twenties. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff coming from there. New Japan, a little different. Um, most of their good wrestlers now are in their thirties or approaching. They're pretty much hitting their peak, or they're at the end of their peak. Right? Yeah, which which is kind of a problem actually, because Master well, Watto ain't going to pay the bills in ten years. But right, we'll, but we'll I, I think. It's going to be a completely different business by then with a company. There's going to be a little more of a blending with everything. But, yeah. Um, well, Okada's just hitting his peak, which is scary to think about. Well, I don't even so, know. He might. Maybe he's he might, not. He might be the top guy in 10 years still. So, you know. Yeah. He's only 33 years old. So, um, which is basically the first quarter of your career in pro wrestling, I guess. Yeah. He's still in that, which is just really scary. Um and, uh, you know, you got guys like Tanahashi, who's pretty much on the decline, you know, still a great performer in all time, but he's on the decline. Uh, Naito is probably just starting his decline, right? It, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. But uh, again, Will Ospreay's 28, man. One yeah. of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the, that's questionable, right? Sure. Amazing. Yeah. You know, actually, now that I think about people in their 20s that I really Great love. Khan, I think, is still in his 20s, right? Um, maybe he. It's funny because he has that. He already looks like Tezuka almost. You know what you I know mean? You know what's funny is I think no. He's Aaron thirty Hinari, now. He's thirty. Aaron Hanari might be not even thirty yet, which is kind of interesting too. Um, it's definitely possible that he is. Yeah, he's twenty nine, so he's about to be there. Right. Man, he's, so he's really slimmed down. Actually, I'm looking at his picture. Wow, he's lost some weight and still he, remained he, muscular. You know, he looks good. The mustache thing is working for him, and maybe the I you think know he's cool. I've yeah, always liked cool. him. So, um, they, I think they have a little more younger talent than we think, and you know, Jay White isn't even thirty yet. 
Well, so I mean, not, not to mention um, uh, Shota Umino and Yodatsuji right. right. and all these new young boys. They'll be so. fine. There might not be <clears throat> their domestic talent that's, you know, Great Okan is probably the closest to a domestic talent that's in that position where he can be. I think that, you know, who's a domestic talent there that's 29-30 right now other than Great Okan? Mm, just we lost. Oh, domestic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got. Mas- they still need you that. You got uh, Master Wate and Do- or Master Wato and Doki actually. Okay. Well, I mean, those are both cruiserweights that I guess can True. transition. Well, Hiromu Takahashi's in his early thirties. Okay, and Doki is thirty now. So my bad. It kind of bridging that gap. And Hiromu's thirty-two. So there's somebody thirty-one, thirty-two, something like that. So yeah, you uh, do have some guy. I think they're they're going to be fine. Now I'll tell you this. Uh, have you seen Francisco Akira or heard the name? I have not. He is really great, man. Very young guy who is an Italian wrestler that uh, wrestled in all Japan, and uh, he's getting older now, of course, uh, as we all are, but. He is a great young wrestler, um, 22 years old, man. Wow. God, he might be one of the better wrestlers of that age. And I I think that he's 22. He's got, you know, years and years ahead of him. I think you're going to see a lot more of him in the future, man. He's he's a great wrestler that's a real young guy. So, And what he, would you say, I know we're talking about it, but like when you talk about New Japan and, and the dojo itself, mm-hmm. you don't really have guys breaking out of there until they're in their late 20s, right? Like... Well, it's true. It takes time because the way I think of it is like, look, you do the there's like periods to this, right? Unless you're Okada and obviously he wasn't in the dojo the same way. So it's a little different. But look, you do your dojo time. Right. And then the real work begins once you get pulled back to the company. I mean, a guy like MJF might be running ice packs out there still. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, he was in the dojo. Like, honestly, I just think once you get your character that's when the real work starts, man. Because right. I look at Okan, right? And, like, I think he has so much potential. And I think he's really good, actually. And I can't wait to see how much he improves in the next three to four years. Like, I'm like, well, he's already putting on pretty good, damn good matches. And he's just going to get better. So. Yeah, and I think he'll figure out a way to maybe make his body... uh you know, I don't know how tall he is or whatever, but um, I think he's probably a little over six feet or something. But you know, he might. You know, though he his body though, uh, I I don't know if he needs to make too many changes. I mean, he that look that he has that look it's is kind of is an intimidating enough, yeah. look, and he looks yeah. good in tights, and he looks good on his long pants. So uh, maybe the long right. pants got to go. But um, I think I like the way he mixes up the gear though. That is cool. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there, but, you know, wrestling in their 20s, it's generally, again, not when people are hitting their peak, but um, that's when you really start seeing, like, the serious wrestler that the person's going to become. So, um, yeah, moving on to when we think people hit their peak, which I agree, and that's the 30s. So 30s is, like, the wrestling years, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean... I think that's when you're kind of the mental and physical meet each other. That's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. Like you're, you figured out your body by then and what you're going to do. And you've also figured out how to entertain and your character. and And I think your mindset gets to where you're able to play to your strengths 
and not to your weaknesses, you kind of figure that out by that time as well. Yeah, you've got like over 10 years of matches. You know what pops the crowd. You know your move set, right? You've right. been doing the same moves for seven years. And, you know, the, all those moves are just like picture perfect. You got you got them good. Now, you hope they are, right? Like not everyone is. <laughs> There's yeah, it, wrestlers in their 30s that suck. but uh, You figure out how to train. You develop a reputation with people. So it's just the whole perfect professional mix. Yeah. I mean, you can compare it to like a career, you know, at an office or whatever. You probably don't hit your peak until your mid 30s because that's when you get enough promotions and you get enough experience. It's really similar. You know what's weird, Justin, is actually uh, men usually hit their peak in their 50s as far as like office work and stuff goes. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, as far as uh, money, uh, right? Oh, well, yeah. So. Um, I'll, I'm going to be completely checked out by then, to be honest. <laughs> He's like, dude, by then, yeah, fuck it. Um, but, you know, obviously we're not doing moonsaults onto the tables. At least, uh, I don't think you did that since this year you haven't done that at the office, right? Because you're at home. Yeah. So you're going to have to wait for a few we're weeks. We're starting to come April 25th. We're supposed to go back, so i got to figure out how I'm going to pull those off. Yeah. Well, that moon, you'll just have to work on the moonsault again, right? Yeah, my yeah, and yeah. probably not to do as many high fly flows to the outside. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You got to protect your knees, Justin. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's almost like I don't have much to say about the thirties because that's like that's kind of when it hits, man. That's just like you look at. Can just, we name a few wrestlers that are hitting that age out there now? Yeah, of course. Well, it's like you name all the best wrestlers, right? Kenny Omega. Much. Kenny Omega, Kazushka Okada, you know, guys like Seth Rollins and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Kevin uh, Owens, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Yeah. Um, you know, those are all guys that are kind of at their H Hangman is 31. Hangman is Adam, still relatively young. Yeah. Adam Cole. Still young, but hit 30. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all guys that are just starting that, you know, descent up the roller coaster right now. They're mm -hmm. about halfway up that descent. Now, is Naito 40 yet, or is he 39? He's 39 or 40. Okay, so Naito, like you said, he's uh, is Shingo he's probably, in his 30s? Shingo is, yeah, probably 30, probably 40. I think him and Naito are about the same age. I think they're a year younger than me, so they're either 39 or just turned 40. Yeah. So those they're, are guys that are just coming down from their peak. So they're not, you know, they're still a very, you know... I don't know about Shingo, bro. He still goes like a motherfucker. Well, um, that's what I'm saying. He'll, he'll have a very slow descent, but he and, has started it, maybe. And, or maybe and, he's just sitting at the peak right now. You know, and as we know, like, nothing's universal, right? You got guys like uh, like Ishii who arguably are peaking in their later age, right? I mean, Yeah, just like, you know, the occasional actor that doesn't have a career until they hit their 40s, like a... You know, uh, I don't know, Danny DeVito or well, Niro I think a J.K. Simmons, who was a big actor all throughout his career, uh, but never he was always a character actor, right? He didn't get those big roles until he got that look and that kind of. I think Ishii, like Ishii's style, wouldn't work for someone in their twenties in a way. You gotta be that older guy. So let's right. let's talk about um people in their like forties and fifties. Um, especially with Ishii, is like he has a thick skull and he's very stationary. So. Yeah. He's picked, figured out the perfect style for himself. Uh, absolutely. So when you talk about wrestlers in their uh, 40s and 50s, uh, I'm thinking, 
like people who kind of are peaking then I, I mean Minoru Suzuki absolutely Minoru Suzuki Chris Jericho um but also I guess our truth our truth but I mean you know obviously for, as a performer if you talk about all those guys me with the exception of Minoru Suzuki but Chris Jericho doesn't wrestle every night anymore either does our truth um Suzuki probably does a little bit more, but he does have a very stationary style, but he does take a lot of blows. Um, but he's not doing a lot of Tope Suicidas or Canadian Destroyers. Um, but, you know, I think I also think back to, you know, guys like Luthez and, you know, uh, what's his uh, Greg Gagne and all that stuff that were, you know, working late in the life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with kind of that stationary old tough guy grandpa's gonna beat you up kind of thing right Mm -hmm. um and that's when you know it was very mat based and ground attack kind of stuff so i think it kind of originated with guys working into their older ages back then yeah yeah uh talk about diamond dallas page uh well for i know diamond dallas page is he was you know kind of a manager up until his mid-30s and decided that he wanted to wrestle and, uh, to and train what, to be a like, was winning the championship in his 40s? There's a guy who kind of peaked later, right? Absolutely. And that was a guy who, when you see him, you know, when he was managing, who we talked about, the late great Scott Hall, when he was the diamond stud in WCW back then, um, was obviously a huge guy in terms of, you know, six foot five. And he did have a little thicker of a face, but when he hits that peak in his mid 40s and even up to now, um, I don't know. That's just like a, for lack of a better term, that's just like a freak occurrence. I mean, I couldn't imagine being 35 and all of a sudden wanting to take bumps. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, the only, the I only am 35. You're starting to train right now, right? But I think I am, he was yeah. a guy that probably, you know, went to a gym regularly. Probably <laughs> a fit some, guy. He had some idea of what he was getting into because he was around it firsthand. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, he was just, you know, pulling you out of the machine shop and we're going to train you to be a pro wrestler and you're going to be a champion in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I That was a, a little bit different. Of, not Still makes it phenomenal what he did and, you know, one of the greatest stories in pro wrestling history. But yes, there's a guy that didn't hit his peak until his, I mean, his ascent started late. Yeah. It's <laughs> climbing up and starting his career started in, in his, you know, 30s, uh, mid-30s, and then he hit his peak five six years later and you know it's weird because if we talk about 40s and 50s and and actually i want to pull this back to talk about age a little bit and i heard Meltzer talk about this so this is kind of a sidebar here do you remember back in the day when being in your mid 40s was considered old in wwf where it's like we don't want those old guys right but now look at now all well, the first top of, guys. Yeah, I mean AJ Styles was a name that we should AJ be AJ Styles, out there. Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, you know, Triple H, John Cena, Sheamus. I mean, when you look at the guys Bobby that were in their, their, in their mid 40s, like I don't know, like let's talk, take a guy like Harley Race who was in his mid 40s when yeah. he was wrestling, let's say. That guy looked like he was done, right? <laughs> and then you see that He's only six months older than, you know, Jericho was when he fought against Kenny Omega. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, guys take care of themselves a little bit better. And there's a lot more nutrition and, uh, you know, 
cosmetics and all that kind of stuff that they can do to make themselves uh, appear and and you know perform like they're younger, right? I mean, yeah. you look at the average high school yearbook in 1955 and they all look like they're 30, 40 years old, right? <laughs> it, I don't know what it is, right? Um, you know, talking to someone like me who started getting completely gray in their early 30s, <laughs> late 20s. I know, dude. Wow. So what color I, was your hair? It was black brown, or brown? Dark brown. Yeah, I know. Your Google picture, like, it just looks like... I was like, oh, shit. Dude, you used to be really good looking. No, I'm just kidding. I, I didn't... I, nah, I'm just kidding. You're a good looking look guy. Age. I think... Yeah, from about... You, my wife will attest to this. From the age 30 to 40, I've aged about 20 years. Like... Oh, don't say that. That's what happened. Oh, I, 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 I won't hear such a thing, but... Um, Lost all my hair. Everything went gray. <laughs> just kind of... Yeah. Anyways, look, dude, yeah, you're still happens. a kid inside, so it don't. Yeah, I got matter. no. Yeah, exactly. Mental uh, age. Yeah, and uh, I got no one to impress anymore. Now, can we say that we've been talking about men's wrestling this whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about men's wrestling. We have. women's women's wrestling has different metrics, man. Which it does. Is I sad. think it has less of a body of work to where it was taken seriously, so it's a little hard to judge. Um. But I think. You well, know, uh, if you what do you say that? It, what do you mean? Like, since it was it because I mean Mildred Burke was famous in like the fucking forties or whatever, right? And then you had like Mae Young and 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 um, uh, who's the other name I'm thinking of? Come on, who had uh, Mae Young and Mula, right? Yeah, and then you had like Japanese women but, in the eighties and nineties, right? Right, and um, you know Mae Young and Mula looked like they were sixty when they were probably thirty, <laughs> you know, and what they were doing. So it kind of took over a whole new dynamic, and I think we're hitting, we we it's, finally it's hit that point where it's so mainstream now that you know they I don't know like you had some real women. I'm talking about just from an American standpoint. I think Japan was a whole other animal, right? Well, Jap yeah, I think in Japan. So when we say wrestlers peaking and stuff, we talk about men. A lot of this quote unquote peaking is has to do with pushing too, right? I mean, it totally does because if you're winning all these championships and doing the best performance you've had, like it's because you're being pushed, to, you're being put in that situation. I mean, could you imagine like an Alundra Blaze now? She'd be huge. She'd be a huge star, you know. If yeah. you had someone like Alundra Blaze or Bull Nakano, or that's the thing is in that '80s '90s WWE, there was a, a handful of women that and were that, taken seriously or that's, just barely that's totally true you know you had wendy richter you had you know um i mentioned you had women like the ivory Vachon. someone like ivory mm -hmm. who was unbelievable and when she was in the attitude era she was already in her late 30s early 40s right yeah and she was amazing imagine how she would do now and then it, you had people that just missed this whole era and that would be someone like maybe gail kim yeah right and well, yeah know. gail gail kim she did miss it but she wrestled into uh, i guess her early 40s right and she yeah was good the whole time i and mean she probably she, could get out there and give a couple more matches if she needed to and yeah look great you know She's good with her rich uh, chef husband, though. Um, so yes. I think this has a lot to do with booking and pushing. I, I think that 
the old style was to kind of like have the sexy younger girl and once you start aging you kind of fall out of that right i i think i think that has a lot to do with it but i think at least in america i think that's changing a lot i think honestly i think we'll see Britt baker into her 30s i think we'll see you know a lot of these people and and it's just a change in booking philosophy maybe you call it the women's evolution or whatever but look at okay the the four horsemen of WWF or WWE women's wrestling like yeah. four horsewomen dude they're going to be going for years more right yeah well first of all you know we have Charlotte Flair is in her mid 30s 35 she's she's and my she age. looks and she's you know at peak performance level right yeah um Bailey's probably in her early 30s Becky's um, around there. Becky is in her early thirties. Um, Bailey too. I think I just said her. Sasha Banks is probably about to hit is thirty, thirty one or something. Yeah. Oscar um, is forty and she's still coming off an oh. injury. So when Asuka, she comes back, though, she's got to be the best like older wrestler in 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 for for the women for in WWE. You know what I mean? Like forty, she's looked the same the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. I'm trying to think of incredible if they have too many women around her age right on their roster. I don't know. Well, they had Mickey so. James, but they Mickey got James rid of her. Is another one that she when she first started in WWE, she had a completely different look, and she's at you know peak physical and appearance and everything right you know right now, which is phenomenal. Lita right? wrestled recently. Um, right, I'm talking you know I'm talking about like the full time people. You okay, got Trish yeah, Stratus yeah, yeah, pop yeah, yeah. back in here yeah, and there, and they all look sure. great. For um, sure, and even when you see Tori Wilson, uh, what she's doing and stuff like that, you know they all look like they could still do it. And same with even the Bellas, who were you know, mm-hmm. they, I I think I things are changing. At the Royal Rumble, I th- yeah. I think I agree. Like I think that these fans are getting a connection to these wrestlers, and they want to see these people wrestle and wrestle and, and wrestle. What we're not saying is, is changing is the fact that they could perform because that probably was always the case, but now they're actually being taken seriously and and given the chance to right well yeah and that's what i'm saying is like yes they do peak at their age probably but they also have to be pushed because look if you and i run a promotion and we're like you know what we talk we're like you know once dude hits their 30s we kind of want to put the younger guys over right like then those people aren't going to get that chance so it is a booking philosophy that is helping these guys realize their potential um and you know they're doing that a lot in wwe with brock lesnar he's in his 40s and dude's kicking ass right now right he doesn't have the craziest matches in the world but as far as his uh, psychology and performance he's real really really high up there one of the better performers Absolutely. yeah so and i think a lot of it too is um you know maybe with women's performers in the 80s once they hurt a certain age they just didn't maintain that same even the men too they didn't maintain the same training discipline or you know the taking care yeah. of their body in that elite level where now um, it's just also, that's part of that job. Like a lot, to be competitive, you have to take care of your body. You have to. We have everything from, you know, uh, training strategies and 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 meal planning companies and supplements and um, yeah. just an overall better understanding uh, of the human body. Better that, medical care, right? Right. So as long as you take advantage of technology and knowledge of people like nutritionists and all that um you could maintain at a your body at a peak level a lot longer than you could in you know 1978 or 1985 
You you heard of Debbie Malenko? Is any relation to Dean? I don't think so, actually. No, um, I don't but know. she uh, wrestled in Japan in the '90s and stuff like that, and I believe she's still going, dude. And you know what? I think she might be in her early 60s or late 50s, and she still looks real good too. Like well, real there you good. Go. And I think there's a handful of Japanese women that are still performing. Um, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, you could uh, Emi Sakura, right? She's great. And she's right. fairly over. Uh, my sister, uh, big AEW freak, she's like, Emi Sakura's my favorite girl wrestler. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. So, uh, you know, um, and I, I, I hope that Japan really gets this other mindset where, like, keep your wrestlers wrestling over the years. Like, keep them going, you know? I want to see... Um, I want to see some of these girls go into their 40s, you know, or 50s even if they can go. So Sure, why not? Ch- check out this Instagram of Debbie Malenko. I'm going to send you this, okay? Okay. Uh, I I want like for an older wrestler, you it's just absolutely incredible for someone that was wrestling in um okay. In 90s, you know, at the time Alunder Blaze was. Check that out. I sent it to you on your uh text message. Oh, okay. Yeah. There it comes. Uh, okay. Look look at her picture in her like MMA match or something. Yeah. She's doing MMA now. Okay. So wow. Okay. Yeah, pretty impressive, huh? Yeah, sure. So Definitely. like as you said, like the technology's getting better, the medical care is getting better, um, stuff like that. Like I'd love to see Charlotte go into her, you know, honestly, I, I'm just going to say this, like Charlotte already looks old, so maybe it might be the plastic surgery, I don't know, but I have a feeling she's going to look the same way in her 40s, so fuck it, push but, her. But when you see her walk out, she still has a presence, and yeah, I mean, yeah, you you know, but you, the whole, her, you know, her body's still put together. Like she's young and everything, and the appearance is still there, and the presence and the charisma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I w- do think she's one of the more overrated wrestlers, but uh, well, let's not get into that right now. But we her can... physical presence is just head and shoulders. Oh, she's a gym above. freak, dude. Yeah. And, and again, she she and probably has a trainer, and she probably has a uh, you know all and of the that charisma stuff. and the cockiness that she has are kind of far and few between. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she can only play a heel, um, sorry. Now I'm. She surfing. just reminds me a lot of her dad. The way she moves and her body language is very similar. You know. Well, I would hope so. Sorry, I just. Uh, I was just now I'm surfing Instagram and just saw Chris Statlander's new gear. It looks awesome. You see that? <laughs> I I saw that she kind of got rid of the whole alien thing. Oh, looks great. Anyways, let's get off of that. Sorry, man. I'm just gonna tell you guys. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but my Instagram is following nothing but uh hot girls so anyways um yeah so uh, you know 40s and 50s man it's really beautiful some wrestlers are just so good at that age and also once you get that age you know i think i mentioned this before but i'll repeat it wrestling fans we want to be behind someone that we've been behind for years and years and that's the reason that the undertaker right we loved him so much in the later years that's part of the reason minoru suzuki is so popular and why hulk hogan against the rock was so popular it's because they've been around forever and we love that right and it's one of the rare sports where you can watch your favorite performer 30 years later 
you know? Definitely, and if you can also still see them, it's, and then some, you know, it's like the only way you can really do that in another sport is maybe if your, you know, favorite player becomes a coach or, you know, an mm-hmm. announcer, um, and that still does happen. Uh, is your, is your favorite quarterback too. Troy Aikman? Do you watch no. him on the, oh, no. No, How about no. Dan Marino? Does he do Dan any? Marino's, uh, well, I think he he's done some like you know he did the uh, he was on the, the CBS crew the pregame and halftime panels. Is you know, Dan Marino the Razor Ramon of football? Because he's <laughs> in never a way, yeah. Won a- <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah. That's Super definitely talented, a, a, but... a fair comparison for sure. But uh, the greatest player to never win, yeah. I mean, it's close, huh? William Regal never won, won one either, by the way. But uh, but um, and you know, Ishii, we, can, we can do a Ishii we can do a whole won. podcast on I Dan Marino. Oh, no, we're not doing wrestling and Dan <laughs> but, Marino. Uh, right. I don't even know how we would make that connection. We'd have to like use the movie nature. Hey, I remember the Isotoner ads and commercials with him and uh, the uh, you know. Uh, There's a connection Doom. here. Yeah, of course you Legion do. Legion of Doom, and I'm pretty sure that if you just type Dan Marino wrestling, I'm sure some f- images would pop up, because <laughs> um, it was at that peak at time uh, where they did kind of not blend, but uh, you know, let's see, because I know there was a, there was some kind of ads with uh, you don't got maybe look it for up. Zubaz or something. Oh God, you know, like there was a Zubaz crossover with. Dude, I wish we could get a sponsor for Zubas. I'm looking at a Zubaz. First picture I see Dan Marino wrestling is him and the Legion of Doom. Uh, is it Zubaz or Zubas? Zubaz, Zubaz, one of those. Um, those were bad. Those were actually kind of badass. I'm not gonna lie. Like my uncle had them. I think they they were pretty fucking. I don't cool. think I had Zubaz, but I did have pants like that, the printed kind of baggy pants. But did they have sure. the zebra stripe? Um, no, but they had all kinds of wild, crazy color patterns. Like that was how I dressed probably when I was like in fourth or fifth grade or something like that. I had a couple pairs of those. That was the style. Ah. And like, you know, my hyper color shirt or whatever. Of course. So talk about wrestlers in their sixties and older, because guess what? It is a thing. Well, I think did we skip the fifties? I said forties and fifties. Okay. So we did talk about someone like Chris Jericho. We talked about AJ styles. Yeah. Um, who else is somebody you know? We got a guy like Randy Orton we who's about, about to hit his mid forties. Randy Orton, um, Minoru Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki. There's probably some other guys in WWE like I don't know, like Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, another P- guy that's PCO's fifty four. Just uh, we talked 40. about Brock Lesnar, and actually, you know, it's like I said, like WWE now. Their top guys are all in their freaking 40s. Uh, yeah. Whereas before, if this was the 90s, they would all be like sent somewhere else because being too old. But the thing is, well, is, we thought Hulk Hogan was quote unquote old, old. in 1997 yeah. when he was 45 years, 44 years old, leading the NWO. And then you got a guy like, you know, AJ Styles and I know Randy Orton or Brock Lesnar. No one would ever. Or Tana, well, Tanahashi's kind of in that, you know, he's got some bad knees, but at least, you know, four or five of those guys, you're like, I'm not going to call him older. Like, I still want to see him rest for, wrestle for 30 minutes. Fuck yeah. Arguably, we never wanted to see Hulk Hogan wrestle for 30 minutes. No, but, I wouldn't want to see him wrestle never, for 10. And never, I don't think he ever did uh, have a 30 minute match. Not, you know, not in America. Not, yeah, exactly. But, um, 
also it was different back then and and i think you weren't demanded to be as physically conditioned i think someone was talking about it like a guy like okada who just has amazing cardio and Mm -hmm. doesn't look like he's tired ever um i just think it's also guys have better training regimens now they don't just lift weights and eat protein you know yeah they, they they it's like a lot of training almost like reminds me of Bret Hart. It's like training to be a wrestler, not training they, to necessarily train, look in an exact way. Right. They train to be competitive athletes. Uh, you know, not just, you know, it's more than just appearance. Although I will say, I think Kenny Omega may be the best trained wrestler. I'll just say that. Dude has a great body, and maybe him and Ibushi, right? They both have like the most, but that's genetics too. You know, genetics plays a big part in that, in what how yeah, your body's yeah. gonna look when it's. I, there's built some up. guys that, you know, you're telling me a guy like Chase Owens does never lift weights. Of course, he works out in everything. It's just you know we don't all aren't all destined to look like Kota Ibushi, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, as far as wrestlers in their 60s and stuff, it happens. You you, you know, usually by this time, a lot of guys retire. But uh, And I've, by the way, as far as 50s, I forgot to mention Mochizuki. Amazing fucking wrestler. Masashi Mochizuki from Dragon Gate. And Dragon Gate has a lot of great older guys who are a little smaller, right? So um, that could potentially help. Maybe not, though, considering Yoshino just retired and was, was super injured. But uh, Dragon Kid's a little older, and he's still called Kid. Mochizuki, maybe Mochizuki is one of the best wrestlers of that age. Um, and with Japan, you also have um, oh, his name escaped me, but he's the the guy in Noah who kicks a lot. He's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, actually, Noah has a lot of older guys too. You have Sugiura, you have Fujita, who's not that great, but um, that's actually kind of a problem with Noah because. Um, you have, to speaking of 60s and older, you have Great Muda in, in Noah, right? And uh, yeah. a lot of people question if the dude should still be wrestling, but supposedly the booker, Nosawa Rongai, is a big fan of him. And so he's like a mark who's booking um, his childhood I, hero. And I also think that Muda still thinks... Yeah, maybe he thinks a little highly of himself. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he, I'm sure he still does. But uh, you got Goshiyazaki. There's another wrestler who kind of has peaked in his older age, in his like 40s, which is pretty incredible. Considering he was, a lot of people last year was saying he was the wrestler of the year, and you know, guy uh, is. Let's see, what is he now? Is he, he's 40, 40, and uh, he's have he had the best year of his career, which is awesome. So, um, as far as older in their 60s go, right, did you watch that Tatsumi Fujinami and um, Fujiwara match? I didn't see it, but then also I didn't really, from what I heard about it, I didn't, uh, you know, didn't really think it was a good idea to go back and watch it. Yeah, that, okay. So, when you get that old and you can wrestle, you are physically limited, right? Like, in what you can do. Um, In both offense and defense, Okay. So, and I think that's also maybe when your instincts and your mind might slow down a little bit. Definitely. Uh, in terms of processing physical, I, I don't know. I it, And I think a lot of those guys have, you know, especially when you're talking about when they were in their peaks, they probably didn't take head, head, head injuries as seriously either. Oh, fuck no, and they did Stuff didn't, like bro. that. Yeah. I looked up Undertaker. He's still in his 50s. <laughs> dude, that dude really declined quick, huh? In his 50s. Well, you see a lot of those guys. Bigger guy, you know, and 
Um, and Undertaker was another guy that worked 300 days a year and probably didn't take very much time off. And you heard a lot he of stories too. about he, him. He wasn't a hardcore partier, but I heard he could out-drink anybody. Well, he would drink the JD a lot. And also, you know, you hear, always heard stories. He had a broken foot in the Hell in the Cell match. Mm. And he was a guy who did some top, a little, you know, just a big dude. Like we've taught, you did know. Did some like, acrobatic shit, too. For a he, big guy. You know, there's a lot of people that are 6'10", 7 feet, you know, got these NBA players like Anthony Davis who are like 6'11", and just have these big lengthy bodies, and um, their bodies aren't meant to go through that type of, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're 6'11", you wear a size 18 shoe, and you have kind of thin limbs, like your, your body's not a man, look at like a guy like Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. um, bodies aren't supposed, that are that big. That's a lot of weight and torque that you have for being that age, you know, for yeah, being that no, size. No, 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 you're, you're you totally know? right because, you know, actually being that big actually can result in health problems. And when you look at, like, people with gigantism, like Andre the Giant, that's, like, real bad for the body. Um, yeah. And it well, really your your There's a cardiovascular problem down. right away, yeah. Yeah. There's heart issues that come with that. But just having a big body like that. In general, yeah. It's not yeah. Me- meant to move at the same rate, um, you know, just take a giant pickup truck and you put a v4 engine in it it's going to move way slower than a sports car and totally. what, it's just not meant to be you know do they make v4s isn't it i'm just saying lines? if you if, if every car had the same engine obviously okay. the heavier ones would not move <laughs> and if you did try no, to I push gotcha. it it would not be good for the car you know yeah so yeah as you get older you know um Obviously, things deteriorate, right? Like, so most of the guys that are wrestling in their 60s and 70s, kind of, it's 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 nostalgia. Um, it's, yeah, hey, it's I'm nostalgia, here. and it's usually a very abbreviated performance. Barely any bumps. Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's just a pure nostalgic uh, thing. I, I'll tell you this. The best wrestler I've ever seen in their 60s or 70s was this guy in All Japan. And I don't remember his name um, because I got All Japan TV for like two months and I watched every show. Very good. Very entertaining, by the way. This was pre-pandemic, but it was actually totally worth the money. It was actually great. But uh, they had this real old guy and he was so funny because he was a comedy wrestler who was self-aware of his age. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So he would go for the body slam, and then, oh, my back went out. You know what I mean? And that guy was great. Totally was in on it, and just fun as fuck. He wasn't trying to be a badass, you know? He'd go for a kick and then, like, pull his hamstring, right? And he'd be like, oh. Self-deprecating, kind of. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Sting doing the freaking New Jack splash off of the... Oh, God. Off of the, you know... You know what, though? Like, if someone told you hey this you know i don't know think of the wrestlers in that age 62, category by the way yeah but when i saw him do it i didn't feel like i had to turn my head i thought it was great yeah sting may sting may be one of the best professional wrestlers of that age that i've ever seen um, and he he doesn't do it a lot it's very you know that's where you see that peak mentally obviously he probably has guys like Tony Khan and all that that don't want to put him in a 30-minute Iron Man match yeah. or whatever. But um, there's a self-awareness that's there. And, you know, just having that peak mind still allows him not to um, push himself too much and work to his strengths. And even though I see him out there wearing the shirt and the, um, you know, 
long sleeve and stuff, the all black. Yeah, I, I don't think he's out of shape at all. No, no, he he, yeah, he's a good looking guy uh, for his age for sure, and uh, he is uh, obviously when you talk about any group and demographics, there's always going to be that exception to the rule, right? With everything we talk about, there's wrestlers that peak in their forties, there's wrestlers that peak when they're twenty two, and this guy, he is, uh, yeah, he he's 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 great at his age. Not Sorry, a full time wrestler by any means, but definitely somebody that doesn't go out there and embarrass himself at a late age. Well, you wouldn't want him to be a full-time wrestler. Sorry, I was just right. reading this that uh I I just like randomly my eye caught that it's like after confessing his adultery, substance and alcohol abuse to his then wife. I didn't know he went through all that in 1998. Wow. Who's okay. that? Okay. Sting. Oh, you know what? I I can tell a story. I I used a to steroid be steroid user. I used to be a sports writer. Okay. And, you know, for a local Los Angeles paper. And, um, you know, I covered mostly high school sports. Mm -hmm. And one time an editor came to me and said, hey, this has probably got circa 2006 or 7. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And, hey, we want you to do a story. Um, you know, the wrestler Sting. I'm like, yeah. Well, his son plays for school. And I guess Sting lets them use his house, uh, you know, his backyard or whatever as their practice field. Okay. So they're like, you want you to do a story on it. I'm like, okay, great. And like, you know, so they gave me the number of the football coach. And <clears throat> Sting's from Southern California. He's from uh, yeah, got Santa that Clarita surfer, area. Surfer, uh, well, he's, he was born in Omaha, but yes, right. he grew up He in went to uh, Hart Beach. High School, which is, you know... I don't think anywhere near Venice Beach, like 40 miles from Venice Beach. That was he was billed from. He lived in Santa time. Clarita, which is kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if you hear him, Six Flags Magic Mountain is, is in Valencia. Santa oh, I want to go there, bro. I heard they have like the best roller coasters in the nation. I haven't been there for 20 years, but yeah. We'll go. Um, he, he's, you know, probably it's about a 45 minute <clears throat> drive from where I live. But anyways, he his kid went to school out there at a small high school that they didn't even play they played eight-man football and uh you know so i started doing the story i talked to the football coach he's like yes yeah, you know steve borden lets us use the his backyard and they made a field out of it and da 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 da, da. and um you know first I, I kept trying to get a you know have sting interviewed for the story but i just couldn't get a you know no one really gave me a number i couldn't get a number for sting Mm -hmm. But I did a story, basically, that Sting let them use the football field. I don't remember the whole... I'm not sure if I did a, some Google searching, I could find the story somewhere. But, um, you know, long story short, um, as I'm covering a football game where it was the school playing against another school, and, you know, I saw on the other side, of the, I was in the press box or whatever, and across the way I saw Sting on the, on the sidelines. No makeup, at the, you know, or anything, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But this was probably in his TNA days, so yeah, we're talking the, the mid-2000s. Main event players. Yeah, so um, I wasn't really following wrestling that much, of course, but of course I knew who Sting was. But So that's my little connection with Sting, I guess. There you go. Uh, and that was at a point in 2007, 2006, when you would have talked about him being on the downside of his career, you know? I know, isn't that crazy? It really is. And the dude is making... A great comeback. Um, the last thing I want to talk about with wrestling and age is um, if 
few things here. Uh, well, first of all, I, I just wanted to say, like, we talk about wrestling demographics and people that watch wrestling, the fans age. And I will say wrestling nowadays is a very much a thing for people in their 20s, 30s, 40s and older. Um, d- that's kind of just how it is, right? But wrestling in general, do you agree with that? I, I would agree that's about how it Or that's who watches out. it. That's... Yeah, I think so. I mean, you do have... I don't know very many... Um, my son's 7 and 10 years old. I don't think I don't think any of their friends watch it or anything like that, like we did when we were kids. Yet you force him to wear Jushin Thunder Liger shirts. No, he wanted to wear that. He likes that shirt. So oh, he okay. wanted me to buy it. He actually likes it That's and cool. wants to wear it, but he won't does watch Does he know who Jushin Thunder? Yeah, he does. Okay. He does. I'll tell you, I got my kid, who was 5 years old at the time, to... Uh, he was real interested in New Japan, actually. Huh. Big Okada fan. The, he he loved John Cena when he was like three or four, or five oh, years old. Oh, okay. But that wore off because I took him to a house show and he was just, I got him all the Cena stuff and he's walking around with a towel and. Well, I'm glad um, you don't force them though, right? No, no. I say, hey, you want to watch this? No, like yeah, you don't want to, you know, force them into doing. Yeah, something, let you know? let them enjoy their own thing. Yeah, um, I want so... them to enjoy it naturally, and if they don't, then oh well. It's, yeah, it is what it is. That's that's Dad's thing. That's not really for me. But uh, you know, the the cool thing about like wrestling the best wrestling just like the best sports is literally like timeless any people could watch it from any age and that's part of the joy of wrestling right oh yeah for sure i mean we loved it as kids yeah i i i agree with that yeah and i I mean mean, i I, wrestling is good wrestling right yeah, yeah, and, and it's weird because you look at it with different eyes nowadays, right? But at the same time, it's just as entertaining, and uh, that's what I love about it, is we watched it as kids, and it was entertaining in a whole different way, I mean. Uh, but now we can see through a lot of the stuff, and guess what? It's just as entertaining, if not even more so. We obviously know way more now than we did back then. Yeah. Um, unless you were just like a pure... <laughs> observer reader at, at um, the age of five the, the only uh, yeah. well yeah yeah well it wasn't um, even there for you really there was no twitter in 1995 no. right the only thing that sucks about being older and watching wrestling is that you know what matches are bad but when you're a kid even the bad matches seemed kind of cool still <laughs> well that's because you thought you, you you still thought it was like a real thing right i mean when you i eight, don't nine. remember now when i was a little kid I don't remember thinking it was real or fake. That never occurred to me. But in the Attitude Era, you know, and this is a whole episode I'd like to do, actually. I so I don't want to get too much into it's that, like, actually. It's like, you know, Santa, the Easter Bunny. And yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it's not like one day I just woke up and was like, oh, my God, it's all. Actually, but like I said, that's an episode I want to do. So let's not talk too much about that now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that is wrestling and, and age. Age has been used as an angle before, um, you know, with AEW, they they got the older guys helping out the younger guys, and um, you've had wrestlers get mocked for their age in some promotions and stuff like that. Or just, you've had times when their age is completely ignored and not mentioned as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, and finally, I wanted to talk about supporting older wrestlers, and what I'm saying by that is that wrestling... You know, it pays a toll on the body. Um, there are a lot of wrestlers who uh, never hit it to super, super stardom, and they're real old now, and wrestling was all they knew how to do. 
Um, I mean, you you talk about, um, you know, a short window to earn your your peak salary, right? Yeah. And for a wrestler, since they don't really hit their stride until maybe their late 20s, until their early 40s, that's only, you know, let's say 12 to 15 years where they're actually at their peak performance level that... And who knows how long they're actually really making good money. Right. And not only performance-wise, but... I guess you can say the average wrestler maybe gets a three or four year window where they're actually making that huge money, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, and just, huge, huge relatively, right? They're not making anything close to what a football player makes. Right. A I punter. mean, you know, you'll have a uh, NFL player they'll get that will get a at twenty five years old when they hit their free agency the first time they'll get a eight year two hundred million dollar deal. They're not going to see all that money, but they're going to get that fifty six million dollar signing bonus or whatever um but then you have a wrestler that might finally get his peak and he's making six figures for seven eight years and then that's it and then he's working at a car dealership or you know whatever if he can't maintain it yeah and the reason i say that's a bad career but you know no 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 no, but it's (laughs) not the same as being on top of the world as a wrestler um so the thing i want to tell guys is you know you're gonna see gofundmes and stuff like that because it's part of the biz and you're gonna see all this stuff of wrestlers that, you know, are hurt. Um, you have um, the great Kamala, right? That was one where he ha- was yeah. amputated and uh, stuff like that. And, you know, if you have that extra money and you're you're making it well, I always say, like, support, support those guys because WWE is not taking care of them. Um, and also maybe, like, other organizations like Cauliflower Alley. Absolutely. That's a big one. Yeah, those are call. those are good ones to support and um, cauliflower alley for sure. So you guys can check out cauliflower alley club. Google that. Yeah, actually, I just uh, you know um, somebody just designed a shirt for Scott Hall mm-hmm. um, that plays off of his. Um, they just they still have a window left where you can get it, but it basically they made it a Scott Hall ECW shirt, mm. and all the proceeds are going to um, cauliflower alley. There you go, and the, and the Chris Heron pro- and the Heron Project, which is the, um, you know, concussions or some, I think. Yeah. So all the proceeds are going to that. So, Cauliflower Hour Club, I hear, is a great thing. I haven't joined, but I hear it's a good thing to join. And there's a convention in yep. normal in, times that in, you can go in to. Vegas or is it? Just... I think Vegas. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, and it's it's a big deal. I mean, um, although buy a, buy a shirt from their pro wrestling tea store. There's a lot of retired wrestlers like. That still have you know merch you can buy so yeah you know, so contribute. yeah a great great that that's a great way to support these older guys that have been through the ringer and maybe you know once in a while you go up to Virgil and actually say hi to him and shake his hand and uh, take a picture with him for 160 bucks but uh, and I'd also you know. make a habit if you are going to these indie shows and you got these young wrestlers I would always make plans to walk out with some kind of merch because especially you can buy it right directly from them if you're going to some type of indie show buy some merch yeah support those guys you know not just buy the ticket but come out with the shirt or and buy it right from their hands because that money goes right in their pocket so um support them because they only have that window of time where they can be out there doing it yeah, and if, you know, at in-ring art is selling uh, stickers, you know, there's only this window of time that he can sell stickers and t-shirts. So yes, really um, buy Justin's stuff, guys. I, I will say that I do have a new sticker set out that features Bret Hart, Owen Hart, 
Darby Allen and Hiromu Takahashi. Ooh, um, you added Owen Hart this time. I did. You didn't see the Owen Hart? Yeah, I did, bro. I'm playing it okay. up for the crowd. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. Get the script <laughs> it's all here. good. Twelve dollars free shipping. There you go. There you go, guys. Well, guess what? And also, we... I have hundreds of drawings as well, and T-shirts at T Republic. Well, I'll T-Public. tell you what, Justin. Yeah. Can you go a little longer? I could with okay. my with my crap. Well, we're gonna talk about a few more things. Yes, let's go. We let's going. go. Well, 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 well. We're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back, and we'll talk about the New Japan Cup and a few other things before we get going. Okay. Okay. Good. I'll go get uh, another beverage. All right. We'll be right back, guys. Alrighty, you guys. Thanks for waiting. I know it's been a while. Uh, Justin and I took a much-needed break, got some stuff done, and we're back for just a little longer to talk about a few more things. Justin, how do you feel about the New Japan Cup going on right now? I've been piecing it together. I think the last... Uh, um, I, my, I've skipped a night or two, I'm not going to lie. But I, I yeah, think- I, I have as well. I watched the most recent one, and what I've been, I w- actually what I've been enjoying about the pacing of it mm-hmm. is I love that I've been able to skip the the tag matches at the beginning and then go and enjoy maybe two to three, you know, less than twenty minute matches. Yeah, um, like ha- an has, hour, an hour or an hour and right. a half of wrestling. It's been there's been a nice kind of lightness to it that I've been able to consume it a little bit better. Um, I gotta say, my favorite match of the of the tournament so Let's far has been Hiromu Takahashi mm-hmm. and Minoru Suzuki. So that Am I match, wrong? Like, was, I loved it. I think I still like Shingo versus Ishii maybe a little more, but right, like they're both epic level matches. Would you agree? They're both. I, I agree a thousand percent. Um, but I have seen their match. The I've seen. Uh, you've seen that same thing before right yes like and don't get me wrong it's tremendous it's like a it's like you have a restaurant where you go and you get the same thing every time because it's so good yeah exactly and and i that's why i'm not even gonna try to argue or convince you like i like i almost like totally agree i can't and it's i i know that they've probably had one-on-one matches before but i don't i think it's been a while or maybe it never happened where there's been a hiromu suzuki one-on-one match what a unique format they went with really one of the more unique matches i've seen since the really what i compared it to was uh the abushi tai chi Chi and abushi right but i thought it was even more unique in a way Um, yeah what do you think of minoru suzuki's hand in his chest you know i i i i love hiromu is my favorite wrestler and he just has to remind me and i'm glad that he's finally hitting back his stride but the question i have is what is hiromu's his his ceiling god I'm, I'm starting to really feel like he's got to go to heavyweight at this point i mean is he a heavyweight is he a, a future iwgp heavyweight champion or is he like liger where he's gonna go up to the heavyweight and just get, mm. and, get and lose every time you know he's a I short really guy he... so i hope that uh, don't make me get into why the whole split is bullshit anyways, but the, these this tournament shows that why the split is bullshit, and you've got someone like Hiromu just 
putting on these epic matches and just one of the smarter. I think at the very least, Hiromu's earned a shot a, a shot at the open weight title by beating Evil. Yeah. And why can't he be a guy that takes that and elevates that title? You're gonna have to ask um, Ghetto that, bro. Yeah. Because I agree with you. Um, it, why it can't is... he win the New Japan Cup and challenge Okada? Why the fuck not? Um, I, I I mean, I agree. It's it's just begs that question. When you I put don't... these things together, you got to say like, what the fuck? Like, we want more of this, dude. I want to see Hiromu um, versus Ibushi and Hiromu versus Shingo and. But here's the thing: I have a question for you. For I don't have the numbers in front of me. Mm-hmm. But I think we've kind of hinted at it and talked about it. You know, merch sales, overall popularity in New Japan. Hiromu's in the top three or four, right? Fuck yeah, dude. It's I mean, gotta you be. Have Okada, Naito. Do you slip Hiromu right in there at three, right? I, I mean, Tanahashi's always in that mix. But yeah, 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 yeah. Those no. are the big four popularity wise. Of course, they're all going to be, you know, domestic talent. But in terms of merch, but then at the other side of it is Hiromu does have a charisma and a colorful personality in a way you could compare him to a Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, where maybe he doesn't need the title to be over or doesn't I, need to have something I, like that. I, I feel like you're you're catastrophizing his career. Like he no, well, I'm just saying. It, so I he's mean. he's well. That that's the whole he doesn't need it, quote unquote, label. Any amazing right. wrestler, I guess, doesn't need any title, right? But I mean, they, yeah. they, well, it's it, just it a helps prop, secure. Right? Well, no, it helps secure their legacy, it, man, and it legitimizes them, you know, as a former blah blah blah, right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. I just wonder, you know, is yeah, he's five foot seven, but then I've seen Eddie Guerrero win a world title. Dude, he was I, five foot six. It it is to the point where he. Look, the guy... Hey, Rey wa- Mysterio won a world title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like, I'm so telling you... So, I don't you, know about the height thing, you know? No, he should... W- I'm just saying, I'm telling you what Ghetto might think, okay? I don't care. He's awesome. He should AJ be. AJ Styles was 5'7". Yeah. Uh, he's 5'9", bro. Nah. Five, AJ Styles probably 5'8". He's taller, he's taller than Hiromu. Uh, Hiromu's probably 5'4 in real life. But the thing yeah. is, dude, is... Here's the thing, man. Like, no fucking... If I'm Hiromu right now, you gotta start like you're. You gotta go to Ghetto or whoever else or the the president and be like, dude, I am over as fuck. I'm putting on some of the best matches, and if you want to keep me in this cage you call the junior division, I'm going to AEW at this point because, dude, you just can't. He's so much bigger than that man. So I don't know what AEW would do with him in terms of that, but. Well, there's no there's no weight classes in AEW. Not yet, I guess. So I'm saying like he could be pushed, he could be pushed, and he could win championships. Um, And I think he's good enough. I think he's better than a lot of the wrestlers in AEW. I think he's better than eighty ninety percent of the wrestlers in AEW. Yeah, of course. I mean, like I said, he's yeah, he's my favorite wrestler still. Modern wrestler Hiromu, Naito, those guys, Okada, those are you know top of my list. Well, what's his Hiromu's next match? What, what's Hiromu's next match? Do you know I, that off the top of your head? Uh, let me look. I just saw it. I'll tell you right now. Okay. And um, we'll figure this out. Because, yeah, Hiromu could win. Is it Jeff Cobb? I hope to God not. No. Um, I, I don't know. I ha- Let's see. 
Okay, radio, radio yeah. silence. That's okay. That's okay. He I'll beat t- evil. Well, yeah, and he... I think he might be going against someone like uh, no Sima Okada. Yep, which we'll it's, talk about. It's it's Cobb and Naito. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um Osprey and Zack Saber. Okay. Zsj. And Hang on, I got the sport of pro wrestling right up right now. That's where you go. Right. right. Okay, sport of pro wrestling. So, okay, so we okay, we're going up here. Sorry for the uh, radio silence, people. And we have. Where is that fucker at? He's on the right side. I swear, I saw him there. Okay, now now I now I'm lost. Um, All right, I'm gonna find it here. Who who beat Sonata? Oh, um, it was that was Osprey. Okay, okay, that was Osprey. Um, okay, there we go, Hiromu, and then we have Evil. He beat Evil, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's gonna go against Shingo. Shingo. Sh- oh my God. <laughs> I yeah, that's first of all, that's I want. You just oh, talked about you wanted to see man. that match. You're getting it. And he had a really good wow. run in last year's New Japan Cup. Don't forget, he lost to Okada in the semis, and that was a great match. <sighs> yeah, I think Shingo's going to beat him, and I'd be okay with it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can have. I don't think you can. The same stable. It would be awesome to see, and I think it would be if they went through with it. I'd be all for it, but I think it's really hard to um, put him past Shingo. So I'd sign off on it, yeah. But yeah, just thinking I, logistically I, I, and all that stuff, uh, Shingo's got to go over. Well, It'll be a great match. You but. know what's funny though? It's like my match of the tournament is Shingo. Your match of the tournament is Hiromu, and now they're going against each other. And they might <laughs> How just fucking uh, nuts is that, bro? And it might just be our favorite match of the tournament. It might blow my mind. Uh, so let yeah. me tell you what my thought is here. I think Shima's gonna beat Okada, dude. Wow, that would be something. I, I I don't know. I mean, they can't have Okada win this thing, right? You don't want Okada to win, okay? But you also don't want Okada to go. It's perfect because you also don't want Okada to go against these huge money players. You don't want him going against Jeff Cobb. That's that's like another show. Well, what's great is you know that if, if Shima wins. You got something in your back pocket that you can that's revisit as a saying, filler defense dude. and a crossover show, and then that's when Okada gets his win back, right? Well, well, and check this out: Okada went against Marafuji already. He defended the title against Marafuji years ago, right? So uh-huh. I think Shima is a legend. He he's and he, they're treating him like that in New Japan right now. Um, so it's not embarrassing at all for for Okada to lose. In fact, so, it's. It, is he's part of Gleet, right? Which, is... I guess it's yeah, Glate, Glate. It, look, I'm just gonna tell you this: it's supposed to be gr- the word "great," but it's like misspelled in Japanese. So right, the it's... L's and the R's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he's a Dragon Gate legend. Right, right. So um, yeah, I mean, is the, there's not a chance that they're gonna just sign him to the roster, is there? No, 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 no. Because he's been doing his own thing, and he will keep doing his own thing. But here's the thing: you get two matches out of him if he wins. You, you know, you. Uh, I I think that's where the money is. You you do the match, 
you have him go against Okada. He loses later. And there you go. You get two big matches in a row. That That is what's, enough to fill a house. So this is assuming that he wins at, you know, uh, Sakura Genesis is when the uh, New Japan Cup winner gets their title shot, right? Well, did they announce Sakura Genesis already? No, but I mean, isn't that kind of the tradition? Some years they don't do Sakura Genesis, so I'm not okay. sure. Well, it's the one around that time, right? Yeah. So then after that, you have something in between Dominion and what would be the Sakura Genesis show. So maybe that's when you can have Seema slip in. And assuming that Okada beats the New Japan Cup winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like kind of my like idea that like, okay, it's kind of possible, right? Like I could... If anyone's going to beat Okada, I just think that might be the... Uh, or I could just see them having Okada win the Japan Cup and... Yeah, we got Wrestling Dontaku coming up, man. Okay. So In that's May. when you're going to get the... Yeah, yeah. And then June is Dominion, so there it goes. Their next big show's in May? No, they got to have something. Yeah, May, May 1st. But in between then, there's like all oh, sorts of stuff in April. The Golden Fight Series, whatever that means. Okay. So that's maybe when you can have your filler defense. Yeah. Besides that, there's a lot of stuff in America. We Okay, there's one called Hyper Battle 22, actually. Hey, we're going to get, uh, well, in America, not any, in, you're getting John Moxley and Will Ospreay. Oh, that hasn't been confirmed, has it? It has. Oh, really? Yeah. It in might sh- be at the Chicago? Windy City yeah, yeah, Chicago yeah. show. They yeah. A, well, a and you're getting uh, Killer Cross, too. Yeah. Dude, did you know Killer Cross actually like has hair? Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> I'm gonna tell only, you, I've seen him in person, and he has the whole. Yeah, he just looks good with a shaved head. I gotta tell you, for someone that's like you know, you know, you shave your head and stuff. Does it piss you off when like guys with hair shave their head? It it sh- I I shouldn't care, but yes, it does. <laughs> but you know, if, unless you're like you know, Killer Cross just looks. Some people just look better without hair. But yeah. I do see some people, it's like, man, you got that hair, like, enjoy it or grow it. But, you know, you and just don't give a fuck. That shave their head that don't look good with a shaved head, and you're like, dude, you got hair. Why don't I you think shave? he looks way better with hair, dude, to be honest. But Grass is always green on the other side, so. True, 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 true. So, really uh, yeah, this Hyper Battle 22, which sounds like a fucking Gundam episode, that's going to be in April. And, uh, oh no, so April 9th is the hyper battle at uh, Ryogoku Sumo Hall. So, it sounds like a Street Fighter edition or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, maybe it'll be at that hyper battle, or maybe it will be at um, the Golden Series or Dontaku. Dontaku is obviously their like third biggest show of the year, probably. So, right. um, that one, shit, I hope by then we're pulling guys from America. I still think it's fucking nonsense. Let's not get into that. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a while, just simply because I think we're going to have another surge in a, in a month or two. Don't say it won't that. be as bad as the last Omicron, but we'll have another surge. I don't think we're getting. I think Wrestle Kingdom next year having tourist sixty yeah. forty that it will happen. Well, Japan's like the slowest country with restrictions. Yeah. It's been to the point where I actually like politically I'm almost like you guys are actually hurting your own country. I you know, I I think to myself there's got to be a lot of businesses and industries 
in Japan that are really being hurt by not having tourism. Dude. I mean, Japan has probably one of the bigger tourism, you know, like, out of a lot of countries its size in the world, so... Yeah. I uh, I can only imagine. That's, it, it's just nonsense that... But besides all that, like, tourism industry, I'm just talking about people yelling, which is just... I started so cool with it, and I always am okay with the restrictions, but at this point, like, selfishly, I guess, it's really affected my... Uh, well, let, let's not talk about I just wonder that when you're really going to get some, like, people just saying, just doing it. <laughs> Like, they have kind of though in Dragon Gate they've kind of started doing it and then in but you know Japan they follow the rules right that's part of the culture yeah yeah I know my wife like we're in Osaka right that's where she's from and and, mm-hmm. and the baseball they have two baseball teams with the, the one that's by far the most popular is the Hanshin Tigers oh yeah Hanshin yeah yeah, yeah. they have game. their cheers and stuff yeah well every team does but the Hanshin you know mm-hmm. I've been to a couple of Hanshin games and it's just an amazing experience the, those dudes just like dude like unlike America they literally do cheers every time someone's up to well, bat huh every player has their own song they sing the whole time Jesus it's dude. like constant noise and it's amazing. It's fun. Um, yeah, but th- they had to stop a few of their games last baseball season because the fans were too loud. Oh, that's so stupid. And that's and that's an outdoor, you know, Jesus event. Christ. Their stadium is an outdoor stadium, so it's like, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've been to, you know, a lot of games at. Kings games this year and they're cheering like you it, like stupidly you know. loud. You shit. You yeah. went to see New Japan, dude. It was outdoors, and of course you were gonna cheer. Like I just think that there's an extra. Um, but they've avoided uh, you know huge numbers. I mean they've gotten some, but um, you know you also have a country that you know has a little overall better, you know. The average person's in a little better health and shape to begin with to to deal with something like this, but um, you can't get it sitting there being quiet. I guess uh, you have a it's, lot less chance of getting it than screaming and spitting in people's face, right? So, yeah, but I don't know, I, I don't know dude. As a as a pretty far left liberal, uh, yeah, which I am I'm too. telling you, they they need to bring that back real quick. I mean, masks and yelling. I don't know. Do, That's do good. They, do they still have uh, attendance? No, they, I, do, they they do, but they've lifted it quite a bit. They had their biggest show uh, recently in Korok in, in like a long time. So, but, th- but they're also not really selling that many tickets to these shows, right? They not had over a thousand in Korokwin. But I I think also the, the the you know the roster is not intact enough to where they need the Gaijin guys to get back over really to get yeah. people behind yeah. it too. I don't think they're gonna fill. Uh, I mean, they had some really pitiful crowds um, for. Uh, Dude, this Japan New Cup. Japan Cup, yeah. There was one show where the audio was terrible. The venue had terrible audio, and the cheering kind of like bounced off the ceiling. And it was like, I think it was the Naito uh, Tanahashi match, maybe, or maybe I'm wrong on that. But I was like, God, this sound is. What about those bad. that? kind of 360 camera they were using for a couple shows and then just abandoned it no thank you i'd rather just have a good replay you know poor kevin kelly and the japanese announcers that have to use the mask when they're announcing too 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you seen, uh, dude? Have you seen um, El Desperado's like commentary mask? It's really mask fun. Mask. Yeah. Well, no, well, no, no. He's got a commentary mask where he doesn't have to wear eye makeup. I've seen it. it. Yeah. It's like it's he's got the liger eyes, right? Which and then of course the mask under the mask. Although if you've been wearing a mask for ten years, it's probably not as big of a deal. Or Doki uh, is the most uh, cautious. You know. <laughs> he's been worrying about it before the pandemic dude that's what i think like i don't really sometimes yeah you get sick of wearing the mask when you're in places but it's like dude if doki can go out there and wear a mask you can do it yeah going to the grocery store right yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they don't wait make the wrestlers wear masks in japan but uh it's just the referees you know, do yeah so. when you love something so much and you see it actively like and it starts to be that like you feel like they're overdoing it it's just it's painful man it is painful i I, I think the mask in japan are gonna be there for as long as i can do them you know what like america and canada actually like i've seen a lot of groups and things that are planning events in one year and they're like, you need full vaccination and full masks, and uh, they'll, they'll, it, they're they're starting to peel back on it out in here. Yeah. Well, the thing is, man, is uh, this kind of sucks to say. Look, uh, this probably is going to be a flu-like situation where, and hopefully, you know, what you know, we've talked about this a million times. Yeah. Bro. Let's move on. Totally. So, yeah, um, seriously. Yeah. So. Uh, just a few more things I wanted to talk about real quick before we get out of here. We're going to see Hiromu, and, and, and I'm going to wake up to Hiromu and Shingo, I think, right? Yeah. So I don't care if there's no crowd <laughs> for that. I want to see that match. And We we, we need a sound much. we need a soundboard for when we talk start talking about COVID restrictions yeah. that we can just oh. stop ourselves and move on. Um, right. So um, uh, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I thought Dynamite was good this week. Yes. Yeah. I love that main event. It's great. Yeah. Well, and oh, even yeah, yeah, the, the main the, event. And it was, uh, it was, uh, Thunder um, Rosa versus Britt Baker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the, I really liked the Yuta Wheeler angle. Yes. Right? With, with Regal. That was great. Um, a little tease for something in the future. Yeah. And just, and I love that whole situation. Serious. And remember, about a, it might have been our last episode. I'm like, man, they could you really use a guy like William Regal, not only for his, what he can do as an authority figure or whatever, yeah. but um, he's got Ring of Honor now, and I think he needs a little more uh, input with the booking. Yeah, well, he definitely that. needs help, um, but yeah, I, I And love... I'm not saying needs help in a bad way, but no, I think I mean Tony that he's doing too to much delegate. shit, bro. Yeah, right. He's. I think he needs to uh, delegate and give stuff to people he trusts, and Dude, William Regal would be, pe- would be great. People are always like, oh, he runs a football team and a soccer team. It's like, bro, he does way more than that. He's got, like, a sports analytic company, you know? Like, shit, dude. Yeah, uh, I mean, he does a lot of stuff, and, you know, we're talking about in two different countries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's touring with, with AEW, and then he has the Jaguars. And Although that, I'm so. guessing that AEW is his uh, main job That's nowadays. His I don't think yeah. he does all. I think he's the most involved with AEW. He's not, yeah. you know... I don't think he's he's at he's not, he's not at every single game for the maybe the Jaguars I bet you it is that he's at every Jaguars game I don't think he's at every Fulham game no 
Or um, I don't know, maybe I don't know, but I know we find out like no, he is. He's at everyone. So uh, yeah, Dynamite was good. Um, you to Wheeler, love that angle. You think they're gonna do that with Daniel Garcia as well? You think they're gonna pull him out him out out of the Jericho Appreciation Society? N- not in the, not not soon. Not soon, but maybe down the road for sure. Because uh, I mean, this 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 Jericho Appreciation Society's got like maybe six to eight months of life. I think they're really cool i think it's hilarious and i loved when daniel garcia took the mic and he goes what are you trying to say bro uh, yeah. you're a sports entertainer well i'm a sports entertainer yeah, too <laughs> and i don't know if you watch any of being the elite i do here and there but 2. not 0, anymore 2.0 are hilarious on it do they still like play games for championships yeah, yeah. what are they playing now i the last one was adam cole playing blackjack against <laughs> that's not a skill game bro well, they don't do skill games necessarily. No, they did putt putt. They did. That was yeah, but I mean, that was pretty awesome. That was the best one they did. That was kind of a lucky one though, because it was like putt putt across concrete over like thirty yards. But they didn't so. eat spicy something stuff too. But um, two point is pretty funny. So especially the yeah. one guy that wears the Expos hat all the time. I don't know which one that is, but I don't know which one. is he the square uh, head or the yeah, needle dick or whatever. The square head with the ponytail guy. They kind of talk Parker and something Lee or something. Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty entertaining. Uh, you know, Jake Hager is 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 there. Um, yeah, there's the muscle, which is fine. Dude, dude's from Montreal and he speaks like he's from New Jersey. But like I heard, he yeah. was part not Jake from Hager, New York. No, 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 no. The Matt Parker is that? Yeah, he's like hey, you want to taste this, and I'm like, yeah. you're from. Well, New- I, he sounds like he's doing a Pat Patterson impersonation or something, right? Sounds like um, he's like a gangs uh, mobster from New York, yeah. bro. He's, and he's he's very funny. On yeah, being he really. is. He is very funny. Um, so uh, so seeing more of him with the mic is that could work out well. And Daniel Garcia, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, yeah. Jericho is reinventing himself again. I like it. It reminds me of Dragon Gate. Like, hey, the groups change. Like the group, the uh, you know. The but stables if, change, things, people change, and there's a new group now. But I'll be honest with you, if Jericho wants to do the heel thing right this time, he's got to get rid of the Judas song. I know, I was thinking about that too. I was like, dude, you can't be using that one. But You uh, can't have people singing along with it, man. you got to yeah. think of something else. Yeah, that'll make him hate him even more. He should get a really cheesy, like, really cheesy um, entrance music since he's well, a sports entertainer. Judas is pretty cheesy. I like that song more than most. But, uh, yeah, so just to um, wrap things up here, man, we got stardom this weekend. Kyrie Sane coming back. Kyrie. So I'll let you know how that goes, Justin. I, I got to think... find a way to see that. Oh, uh, well, uh, look, I'll tell you if it's good, okay? I'm going to watch okay. it. Um, so we had... I t- still haven't gotten into that like I've been meaning to, but, man, I barely have time to watch just, what I do watch. Justin's in his tire mode now. Like, I'm barely you know what it is, though? It's like... Can they get an app for the PS network? Anybody? No. I'll be. I mean, other than like, it's just the most convenient. I, I hate having to Can stretch and YouTube use my work TV computer. Can you get YouTube TV on the PS network? YouTube, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't care do about that. PlayStation, dude. They just care about your web browser. How you can't can even get it. To... About, you can't even get the web browser on Sony to work. With. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. It's, it's like the most popular video game system, but that and the Switch. It's made yeah. by Sony. <laughs> Which is a Japanese company, and you're not working with them? Do people not play video games in Japan anymore? I know whatever happened. Um, 
Yeah. But it's... you know what? I think overall we talk about streaming isn't really big in Japan. They watch live television. I think it's changing, though. Things will take time. Um, yeah, because most mean... people wear, watch live TV on their phones in Japan. Wow, really? On the trains and stuff. Yeah, it's been like that for a while. Well, you know, there's there's a... Things are changing, dude. I mean, that's how it was here 20 years ago. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure Netflix gets good money from Japan. So, um, and I'm sure they have WWE uh, Network there too, but they definitely need to up their uh, compatibility with all sorts of platforms. They should have New Japan World on every gaming platform. They, but you know, extra money, right? You got to put in testing certification, all that stuff. Maybe they don't want be, that. It can't be that much. I'm like, I, I watch. Bro, they two, probably two. charge you to put it on the network. They probably charge you like thousands of dollars to put I it get on the PlayStation. You, you ever watch Tubi? No, I, I kind of watch Pluto sometimes. I watch TNA or, like, crime shit. Uh, Tubi's a great one because they have a lot of British comedies that, like, aren't on Netflix anymore. That's what I use it well, for. Well, is it streaming or is it, like, TV? It's streaming and it's free. But is it TV that you just tune into or is it you pick what you want to watch? You pick what you want to watch. Okay. I, 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 I like Pluto because it feels like I'm young, like I'm, right. like, 15 and watching TV. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Tubi is like a free Netflix. Okay. It's free. And you're with, telling me... With they ads. Have, yeah, there's ads. But, I mean, so does Hulu. And so does, you know, like, certain tiers of Hulu and whatever. But, um... I'm going to torrent that shit first before I watch it on Tubi, though. There's got to be... They, they can pay somebody some money just to cut and paste it on. And they're good to go. And then they get a deal with Roku. It's like, what the fuck? Why? I, all these it's so random. The, the, the engines for all these streaming platforms. There's probably you know it's like it's all Android, bro. When when you when you buy a you know a flat screen television, right? These days, there's probably only seven or eight companies that make one. Sony, Sharp, Samsung, and as long as you cover those three companies, Vizio, you're good. Just do four companies. But, like, Vizio or whatever factory probably makes the Insignia ones you see at Best Buy. Best Buy. And Samsung probably makes some other brand. You know, like, there's there's only a certain comp. There's only a handful of companies that actually yeah. produce these things. Like, Peacock is probably the same person that... There's, like, these templates that you just can fill yeah. in. And I, it's I all Android know. anyways, bro. All those yeah. TVs run on Android. So, you know what? Uh, first of all, we're going to need a sound effect for if we complain about COVID restrictions or streaming from Japan, but uh, I agree with you. So, stardom coming up soon. Um, I will let you know how that goes, and I'll uh, awesome. get you a way to watch that. And in two weeks, we have WrestleMania, which I'm not really freaking out about too much. I want to see Stone Cold, and I want uh. to see Cody. And Brock Lesnar. So indifferent. I mean, I'll, I want to see... I don't really... I mean, I, I'm i not really... This is like this... I, I know, think I'm not like alone whatever. either. I mean, uh, not really that excited about WrestleMania. I'll definitely check it out. But, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking forward to Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. No, that sounds terrible. Bianca and I uh, just, Ronda Becky Rousey could does, be good. Ronda Rousey does nothing for me. Is Ricochet wrestling in WrestleMania? He's the Intercontinental Champion, so I'd imagine he'd have to defend his title. Yeah, but it'll be a five-minute match, you know. Or it'll uh, be a 36-man ladder match or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So It'll probably yeah. be good, though. Um, 
If he's in it, uh, yeah. Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, it's like, what a waste of Sami Zayn. It's like talent. I like both guys, but not in this type of I, situation. I don't know. I think it's just a waste of a good professional wrestler like Sami Zayn. It's using Sami Zayn for marketing and not really Although the, t- the the phone call thing has been pretty funny if you yeah. see any of that on social media. Uh, yeah. That was but I, I think Sami Zayn's talent should be used. In, it should be more... him versus Ricochet, dude. Yeah, or him versus Kevin Owens, or yeah. him and Kevin Owens forming this tag team, or I don't. It's just a waste. Uh, as don't. much as I respect Johnny Knoxville and stuff, like no, why but do he's we not have a wrestler, to see these? dude. It's a, it's a. Uh, I respect Stephen Amell, but I wouldn't really want to see him on a WrestleMania like fucking no, going no, against no, some no. of my favorite wrestlers. Definitely not. And yes, um, and Brock and Roman will probably be great, maybe. Yeah, as long as they handle it right, but um, yeah, I'm sure Seth will who, cash in. Seth and Edge, who has the no? What cash in? What I'm just mean? kidding. Um, right. So <laughs> yeah, right. we'll see. Uh, that was Co- a great moment. That was a great moment, but uh, year by year, WrestleManias kind of get worse and worse. So we'll see how this one goes. Um, I don't. I don't even think you or I are gonna like sit there and watch the whole things, right? Like I'll just. I'll probably. I'll probably I'm check not, out. I'm, maybe this. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll have it on it in the background, right? That'd yeah, probably be I the best way to do it. It won't be something that, you know, I'll watch it. I'll put it that way, but it's not something where, like, I'm going to invite some friends over and have a WrestleMania party or anything like that. No, no. Like, even if I lived right next to you, we wouldn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I probably wouldn't buy tickets to to the show this year if I, you know. Yeah. Well, and know. it sucks because... There's people like you and me that hopefully are going to be in that vicinity next year. And it's like just not exciting, not that exciting, you know? I don't know why they, they have to do two nights. I guess they have to sell 100,000 seats somehow. It's because to- Wrestle Kingdom, that's pretty much it, bro. Wrestle Kingdom made think, they realize they could. Do you think Vince McMahon knows that they, Wrestle Kingdom is even a thing, let alone it was two nights? No, I don't think Vince McMahon does, but I think his underlings probably do and they've probably recommended him like hey this japanese show huge numbers over two nights and i think we could do two nights as well because that was the catalyst man and a lot of shows started doing two nights since then they do kobe world now two nights um like wrestlemania does two nights uh i think stardom's doing two nights i think so uh, yeah they were so done with this they should have done you know, Roman or Brock win that first night to face each other the second night. Dude, I don't even think Wrestle Kingdom should be two nights, brother. So I'm no, not, not anymore. I mean, they've they've kind of shoehorned the the double. Well, the last one wasn't really a double gold challenge. It was just kind but of no, a gauntlet. Yeah, no, I get you. It was like unless Someone it's on a Friday and Saturday, then maybe you can do it. But no, it's it's nonsense. But let's not end with too much positivity. Let's just say, hey, you mean negativity. <laughs> Uh, no positivity. I don't like people yeah. being happy. Yo, uh, thank you guys for listening. We yeah. appreciate you um, so much. If you've made it this far, um, you know we we're working at this podcast, guys. We don't talk about behind the scenes too much, but we super appreciate our listeners. And uh, not to get emotional, but you know we've grown in listeners over. It's almost been a year now. Is that crazy or what? Probably in a few months, it's been a year. Wow, that's... I know. It's nuts, huh? Yeah. We've already yeah. done 22, 23 episodes. So thank you guys for listening to us so much. Um, we hope that we've helped you. We've helped uh, learn a little bit. And 
Um, we always want you to come and talk to us and tell us what's up. If you have corrections, opinions, or anything like that, sure. we would love to hear about that. So you agree, Definitely. Justin? Uh, yeah, 100%, man. Love cool. it. Yeah, yeah. So this was Wrestling and Age. You guys have a good one, and we will see you guys later.